0: pair of tickets to check out Guns N' Roses here locally. That'll be at the Q on October the 26th, I believe, and then 730. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com as it is Tuesday, not Monday, but everybody off yesterday, well, a lot of us off, uh, you know, yesterday due to Labor Day. I notice most people don't complain about that. It's not like Thanksgiving, right? Like, Labor Day, dude, if you can go places, people are open, people have jobs, people are working, nobody cares. Yeah, Slave Away, Slave Away, I'm off, I don't care if you gotta work. Thanksgiving, it's like the most awful business ever if you make people go in there. I, Why? Because there's mashed potatoes on the table? I don't get it. I guess
1: maybe because it's like a celebration of work, so like it's one of those days where it's like, yeah, you still gotta go in there and work. Not necessarily a celebration of family or Christianity or something
0: eh, like that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You know, I was here yesterday. I, You know what I mean? I didn't have to be. I could have done my portion of work from home, but I chose to come into the office to do it. Sometimes I like to do that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I felt bad for people who were, um, who were working places that I went and were doing things at yesterday, but I know their boss loved it because, well, there's my money and you have it now. <laughs>
1: right. right. <laughs> there's my money and you have it now. Um, it's definitely one of those things that you know, it's one of those holidays where y- there's not a lot of guilt associated with labor. No, day. It's, it's nice. just like, you can kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, I got a job. Yeah, I did stuff. You know, I know there's some people who are like, well, it's supposed to be a celebration of unions as a Opposed to you know, like just people working, and it's like, well, dude, you and you're just supposed to represent people, so if you've got a job good enough, well, thanks, now thanks that, for laboring. Dude,
0: things were supposed to be this forever, right. you know what I right. mean? Like, dude, do, do <laughs> so right, we, we've right. slipped in the standard of pretty much everything. I'm not holding feet to the flame over Labor Day. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. So I had like the best weekend ever. Oh, okay. I had a great weekend. And I dude, I know you have the whole like uh, you know, Ohio Championship wrestling thing. Okay, but I need you to hold on for okay. a few all minutes. Right. Right. Because dude, think, I, I know think. I want that story. I can't wait to hear it because I saw all the tweet was tagged in all the tweets. Can't wait. Okay. But I, um. so I went up and saw my friends over the weekend. This, I, I'm actually going to start, you know, we'll go backwards. I'll start, you know, end of weekend, move back to Friday. And, you know, and uh, dude, I was living out country songs. So honestly, dude, it was bonfires, better, you know, pickup trucks, there you go. domestic cold beer, just, you know, you know, hanging out and having fun. That, that was great. But I want to go back to Friday because Friday, Fantone, I did what is easily my favorite recreational thing since moving down here. Okay. All right, all right. If you listen to the program a lot, you know, like I'm a fanatic about that, dude. If I like something, I'm all in on it. And one of the things I'm all in on is golf. Now I suck at it. I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy it and I play it a lot. And it's you know how I unwind and you know from this very strenuous job right, that I right. have. Been. If anybody needs a break, it's this <laughs> you guy. Know what I mean, when it's time to put the feet up, you know, from the salt mill, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? That, that's what I go do, but I enjoy to play golf, right? Yeah, you got to fill your hours with something. And it was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, about two years ago, I started taking lessons from my buddy HJ, who is the, the golf pro at the Pines out in Norville. And his dad is, uh, I believe, one of the proprietors of said course. And his dad is Howard Wenger. And if you live in Wayne County, you, you probably heard of like North Star Paving and that kind of stuff. Well, okay. you know, he runs North Star Paving, owns North Star Paving, and, uh, and, and, a, few, and a few other things. I'm being modest about it. And I don't know, for some reason he likes me. (laughs) For the life of me, you know what I mean. I feel like I have like lucked into it because you know what I mean. He's you know he's a very nice guy and you know he and, and an important guy and a guy you'd want to know.
1: That's I'm not gonna
0: lie. That's a little bit
1: strange in the sense of. But first, he does. He kind of likes me. First of all, as an adult, as an adult male, it's hard enough just to make a friend. It is. It's it's, yeah. it's one of those things that as you get older and you kind of deprioritize like hanging out with your bros, like yeah. it just becomes harder to make a friend. Period. So the fact that you found somebody in a golf bro, in somebody who kind of has a shared interest I guess that's something but the fact that you've now like become friends with his family that's very wrong yeah
0: his brothers actually you know his brother Jeff's great you know what I mean and uh, you know the sister Stephanie too and uh, you know they're all great
1: yeah that's just I mean honestly like the only like friends of mine that's parents I know are friends from when I was in high school right. you know what I mean yeah. like I, I have that relationship with them for the past year. you normally don't, don't do that as an no, adult no not at all I no. mean if you get to know the guy's wife that's one thing but yes. to know his actual family and just i mean it's just
0: unorthodox so if for some reason he gets a kick out of me and i don't know why but i'm just thankful for it okay. right and so he had been saying like you know all summer you know look i know you're a big golf guy and he's a member of you know both local private clubs here all right and he's like i want to take you to brookside which is i guess been here since like 1920 or something like that it's like you know it's like old canton like okay. you know original like old money like that kind of thing right And so it's like where you want to play. Now, when it comes to a private golf club, like,
1: so you have to like, so it's like a country club where you have to have membership or somebody has to bring you through the door. Okay.
0: So, so they can work different ways. Some of them. It's just about cashing your check and like you can, you know, give your friends passes and they can go. Okay. And then some of them are a little bit more strict and and you have to, you can be on grounds, but you have to have a member with you. Brookside is that type of court. You have to be with a a member, can't just send you. You have to be with them.
1: Now, is money just enough to make me a member or is this like, I have to know somebody? It it depends on,
0: it depends on on, on where you are. Some of them, if you financially meet the requirements, you're in. You're in. Some of them, it's like, Like, nah, you kind of need to fit the environment. Okay. And I take, I don't know this, so don't quote me, but from spending a little bit of time there, I took from Brookside, like, you know, members are going to want to know that you
1: fit the bill. You probably have to have a member sign off on you or like, okay, get
0: approval or something like that. We're of like minds. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, you fit the bill. I, I, You know, I took it from that, which I, by the way, think is totally okay. Right? And I, uh, (laughs) so I, you know, I got invited to play, so Friday we went and played, and we played 18 holes there. And I have never played a better, more well-maintained, and harder golf course in my life. Like, I realized that day, oh, there are places where you go play golf, and then there are golf courses. That's a golf course. Like, I woke up—this is how good Brookside was Friday, Fanzone. I woke up Saturday, a golf fanatic, and was like, nah, I'm not going. Really? Yeah, I'm not playing. No, because no, I was like, no, it was like, you're, now.' I played Sunday. Let's not get carried away. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but I did. I woke up Sunday and I was like, or saturday i'm rather and i was like no i i you know what that was so special yesterday I, i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna wish i was there and it's gonna it, it, it's gonna permeate through my brain and i'm not i'm not even gonna enjoy it today
1: yeah i mean you know and this is obviously hypothetical but the last thing you'd want to do after having sex with Jaden james is go bang out like the fat ugly chick that you've been banging for the past three years you know what i mean like it's still like oh my
0: god still did that but honestly no it was that was one of those things and i like the rest of the weekend. All I did did was like fantasize about like well, what life of crime could I get into where I could end up being a member? It's
1: not like, oh, man, how can I improve my job prospects? How can I, you know, maybe earn a little bit more money here at the radio station? What can I do to save and kind of, like, work towards this goal? It's nah, like, dude,
0: I, I started boosting vets, like, gone in 60 seconds, <laughs> I bet I, I could do it.
1: Over? Who do I have to Who do I have yeah. to bump No,
0: out this is, dude, this is Little Chicago, right? Like, <laughs> dude, how do I, yeah, like, how do I start kicking indoors and, you know, turning people over for nickels in their pockets? Because, honestly, that was the most special, like. You know, uh, like I said, recreational day I've had in the three plus years living here. That was by far my favorite thing I've done.
1: Um, now Brookside, uh, I know there's, I know there's, you know, the Bridgestone that happens up in Akron. Yes. I mean, is that a comparable facility? Is that a? Oh, I'm sure. I've, okay, it, I,
0: I believe it's the South Course that's on TV for, uh, from Firestone. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And um, yes, I hear that that's, you know, okay. obviously, you know, it, it, it has a TV tournament that stand, stood for like 20 years. I think it is.
1: So essentially, what we have going on here is a true to the heart like professional course. Well, like- golf
0: nerds will know. Donald Ross is the guy that designed the course, okay. and like there's like a handful of guys that have designed golf courses. Pete Dye is one of them. Donald Ross is one of them. It's like, and if you get to play him, you want to play him. And so, like for like golf nerds, like a, you know, a few of them follow me on Twitter. They were like, "Man, that is that's so cool. You got to do that." And it was it was a true to the heart test. And what's great about it is is that it's a, it's. A traditional style course, meaning, dude, you only see three houses on the whole course, and they're not even on it. They just happen to be visible from it. They're not on it. There's no roads running through it. It's just you, trees, and the golf course. And I've never seen, I mean, do that piece of property. Honestly, Like at one point, Howard actually said to me, he goes, man, he's like, you're not saying a whole lot. And I realized I was like, oh my God, I've been caught just like in awe of this, like taking it in. Like, I can't, like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, just like so locked in on the moment. Like, please don't screw this up. Please don't embarrass yourself with how you play. And I played okay. Where Where was this? Where's uh, Jackson, I believe, it is where it is. I had to use my GPS to get oh, okay. there to be honest right. with you. And honestly, pulling out of the parking lot, I went the wrong way, dude, and got a little. So, but within
1: 20 minutes of here,
0: where was Oh, God. Right now, yeah, no, it was like 10 minutes. I
1: mean, honestly, uh, you know, I'm. Since 1920, I think it's been. I, 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 I'm not a golfer. I don't play. I don't pretend to know anything about it, but I will say, dude, like, God, there are just so many golf courses
0: around here. Yeah, no. When I first moved here, somebody said to me, you really start counting the crown golf jewel of Ohio, right? And I thought they were kidding, Jeez. and I laughed. And it turns out, no, it actually is. A lot of stuff. Man. And it is. like it, it actually is. That was, Fantone, I'm telling you, the best day I've ever had since right. moving here. Well, dude, congratulations. Yeah. I'm, from here on
1: out, it's all downhill. Yeah. You don't have the money to go get like, no. a, like a membership no. there, not even close. Right. I, no, uh, I do not. I, uh, I, I don't know. What to tell you? Honestly, I, I, I feel like today and this week, and probably the rest of our careers here, is going to be quite the disappointment.
0: Oh yeah, the rest of the career week, whatever it happens to be, <laughs> those will probably be the same thing. Sunday, actually, I did play again, and actually, I beat one of my buddies who I have not beat, uh, you know, previously. And he did he didn't take it the greatest. Well, I um, he did I, not take it. So I'm going to
1: look forward to a good show then. Stansbury's golf games all together. Yeah. he's uh, he's no, feeling good, it.
0: feeling confident, feeling ready to go. I feel like we probably should put together a good one today. So Howard, if you happen to be listening, thank you uh, once again because that was like honestly that was an experience of a lifetime and i will never i will never 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 forget it so we will uh, we will soil this memory by uh, by taking this <laughs> break and coming back and hearing all about ohio championship wrestling that took over busman over the weekend was your mca uh, cannot wait to hear about this we'll do that next on rock 1069 1069 Welcome back to the Stansbury show on Rock 1069, 745. We're going to get choked up with those Guns N' Roses tickets. That will be after we talk to Scott from WeddingForNextYear.com, joining us uh, on a Tuesday and a little earlier than normally. Normally, uh, that's Monday it's at 8, but you know, we're going to uh, adjust for his schedule as he is adjusting for ours. Yeah, Scott trying to, you know, get to his work Dumb. on
1: time and yeah. trying to, you know, take care of his actual job. Nope. Well, dick. Nope. nope. I need a
0: little bit more dedication than that, Scott. Yeah, Step come your on, game dude. up. So we'll, uh, we'll. He will join us seven thirty, Scott from W uh, FNY. He will.
1: Guns N' Roses tickets, man. Very excited about
0: that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I'm very. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to going to that show. Yeah, I, that's uh, a. Uh, that's one you want to be at. I have secured my tickets. I'm very that's, excited about that, yes. and uh, I, I believe I have. Uh, I believe I found a date. Wow, for Guns N' Roses, so. like a date, date, like a date, date. Jeez. Yeah, I believe I I believe, I. I believe I have that set right. All right. Well, I. Uh, I can't wait to find out. I hope. more. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not until like the end of October. Plenty of true. time. Plenty of time to crash and burn it from here. <laughs> now,
1: is is this a chick where you're like, all right, I'm going to try to take her to this Guns N' Roses show and see how the night goes? Or is this like, hey, hey I know this chick enjoys like, you know, Guns N' Roses. I know this. Of music.
0: I know this chick. Been out with her, you okay. know, a bunch of times. And yeah, I, I was like, who could I go to that with? And we'll no matter what happens, we won't fight and we'll just get along and have a good time. And she fit that belt. Jeez, that's a. Yeah. Uh, it's a hell of a statement like
1: guarantee no fights good times yeah hell no
0: out. yeah no, no we're not you know what I mean you know how the, there's people you'll just bicker with like right. th- her and I just don't bicker like uh-huh. that I don't know how I, I normally do that with it and, and I nor- it must be me because it seems <laughs> to be like a universal thing like every woman I meet it's like yeah all we do is fight it's like well yeah you're an impossible dick that won't bunch of uh, you know a second so right. you know what I mean but like her and I don't do that common denominator of me yeah married. me me big old problem area right here all right so uh, you know over the weekend, we had First Friday, which was awesome. I just Indeed. was, uh, dude. I had food shoved in my hoodie pocket while I was walking down the street eating other food, and it was. Uh, what dude, was, it was, was your First Friday story? What'd you do? What'd you, what'd you get into? So what was happening? It, dude, I kind of ventured out by myself. Yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't really call anybody. I was like, ah, eh, well, let's just you know walk down the street, see what's going on. Sometimes
1: down. that's the best way to go, man. Yeah, yeah
0: it's how my, it, well, it's just it's easier. Yeah. Where is it? Where do you want to go? I don't care. Where do you want to be? I, don't, you know what I mean. That that stuff kind of annoys me, and especially with something
1: like First Friday, where you're so familiar with how it happens, and in the bars, and you don't need like you don't need and necessarily an. Under- right that. exactly I
0: so i you know there was i don't know what the, uh, well first i had sassy dog okay which i you know what i mean which that was pretty All good right. that was Starting pretty
1: solid things off with the sass and All then right. you
0: know then you know i went out and i drank for a little while and i was out there a little you know a little while longer and then I saw, I forget the name of the truck, but it, it was actually next to Busbin. I guess he had his Macho Nacho truck in the, in the back, and mm-hmm. I didn't get to try that. I wish I would have. But like right next to his place, there was like some, I don't know, they were selling all kinds of stuff. So I got like fry, uh, like, you know, fair fries. Okay. And, and like a big like cheese like dip like thing, right? <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then, and then they had what they called like a, like a crab burger. And I wasn't sure what that was going to be. So I was like, well, yeah, give me one of them was this lobster louis that was next to busman
1: i feel like they're pretty frequently right there on 4th street that may be a crab burger it sounds like it would yeah, be appropriate to me
0: maybe maybe that was them. Okay. i i did not see the sign honestly i just read the menu board Didn't and even i was care. like, just What's just like, like Right, food. Exactly. oh i was a food truck downtown i'm right. hungry let's dude i got money you got the food let's come on transaction let's go right and so they you know i you know it was but I ha- I got the crab burger and I didn't know what it was. But I was like, I- all right, I'm going home. Like I now I'm like, dude, I'm a little buzzed up. <laughs> I got mean,
1: crab burger in his hand, he's ready to go. Home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your boy's going home. <laughs> and
0: and uh, I and I did. I ended up going out back out again later. But I did. I was like, you know, I'm going to go home for a little while. Okay. So I started like going home, and I was like, well, I can't eat all this stuff. So I was like, well, just eat the fries and dip them in the cheese, and then you know, you got the hoodie on. <laughs> you know what I mean? That thing's got pockets. That's the crab. You know that is the you know that's the crab burger holster is the yeah. hoodie pocket. You <laughs> yeah. know. What that's I mean,
1: essentially what they designed it for. Longer name, we you know we,
0: we I do we invented the word pocket, you know, to streamline, you know, as I should be doing right now. And so but dude that was awesome. I I yeah, so I expected I didn't know what I thought the crab burger was going to be, but I thought it was just going to be like loose crab like like a sat like, you know what right. I mean? But it wasn't. It was like a fried crab patty. Okay. Which so made like crab it crab so, cake there. Yeah, okay. so yeah, which made it so much easier to eat. And it would have been perfect for the street walking down the street. And I got <laughs> all the way home, and I started eating it. I was like, I could have eaten this on the street. I don't need to sit down for this. And then sure enough, I did. I walked right back, went back out and drank some more. Get yourself another Krabby Patty. But that time. that was really good, man. First Friday was actually a good time this week. Yeah, uh,
1: I, we, I, we went out for a very brief time. We had a couple of drinks. But, dude, it's first Friday, and it was one of the last
0: like summer ones. So it, uh, it was definitely one to be the attention. last. This next oh. one will be pretty cold, I would imagine. So over the weekend, also Saturday night. Ohio Championship Wrestling took over Busbin downtown. And I don't want to know, but I know there are people <laughs> I know there are people who listen to the program that want to know how that went. Like so 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 all right, refresh my memory. So Juice Jennings is one of these guys in this wrestling organization? Correct. This esteemed, accredited organization.
1: Correct. Correct. Juice Jennings, a uh, you know a trained superstar, is 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 what I'll say about him. Um, me and him have had some beef with each other. Yeah. I started announcing for Ohio, Ch- Ohio Championship Wrestling probably about a year ago at this point. Um, and you know, initially it was just kind of like, Hey dude, go out there and pump the crowd up and kind of get them hype that turned into commentary. And then that kind of turned into officials at Ohio championship wrestling, giving me the okay to essentially, you know, work in the best interest of the company. So if I feel like the something, company, I like it. So if I feel like something's, you know, not up to par, are you
0: going to be the Shane McMahon of this whole if, goddamn thing? If I feel
1: like something's not necessarily kosher. Um, I have the authority to kind of go out there and you know and 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 make sure that you know the the, the standards of the company are being upheld. Sure. So uh, you know, I, I I I stopped Juice Jennings uh, from illegally obtaining the Ohio, Chan- Ohio Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title when he used a steel chair you know, in a match.
0: I was shocked to find out for organizations that allow you to fight in back rooms and paramedic <laughs> tables and everything else like that, that there was Ill- that there were illegal things.
1: So Juice Jennings has been calling me out, really upset that I stepped in and interjected yeah. myself And yeah, came a to a the radio station
0: and was like running off at the mouth in the back parking lot when he knew you weren't here, sissy. Well,
1: that's what I was going to say, sissy. too. I mean, what are you coming up here at 3.30 in the afternoon for, bro? You know your See, boy's been home for four dude, hours. Let
0: me tell you where I come from. Twinsburg in the 90s. That's called Big Bitch made, bitch made, right there. <laughs> that's bitch that, dude. That that's called bitch made.
1: So, uh, Juice Jennings, you know, was telling people he's gonna call me out. He's gonna call me out. He's gonna call me out. I start off the event at Ohio Chan- Championship Wrestling at Busman, which. I was a little concerned because it was raining Saturday night, and originally we were supposed to be set up on the back patio. We moved things inside, and at first I was like, dude, this is going to end up really bad because there wasn't much overhead. Like, you really couldn't. Like, nobody came off the top rope Yeah, I was going to say, how do you you snooker? Flying Ryan Burke was grounded Ryan Burke, dude. He had absolutely nowhere to go with that. Um, But Juice Jennings comes out.
0: Meanwhile, dude, all these guys should still be grounded.
1: (laughs) Juice Jennings comes out, starts calling me out, gets up in my face, you know, and I kind of tell him, like, dude, Your fight's not with me, your fight's with Electric Jake Ealy coming out, dude. So Jake comes out and, you know, he's one of the newer superstars, absolutely gets his ass kicked. Juice Jennings just laying the boots to him, dude, just won't stop, can't stop. Juice Jennings keeps pointing at me, keeps pointing at me, keeps telling me, Fantone, this isn't going to end until you tell everyone that I'm the real OCW heavyweight champion. I'm not going to say that, dude, I'm not going to lie to the OCW fans. So what happens? The Juice Jennings. I'm sitting there by Should the be bar. Be worried about
0: ours right now. Me
1: and, Matt, me and Dark Star Matt Taylor were sitting at the bar, kicking back cold ones. Juice Jennings comes up, starts talking crap. Electric Jake Ealy comes up from behind, slides him in, and gets the one, two, three. So Juice Jennings essentially moving down. Were in
0: those the, cold ones, Steve Weiss?
1: Oh well, dude, you know there were cold <laughs> ones going, dude. You know there were. End of the night, ended up in a four-on-four tag team match. Um, you know the good guys end up winning. We're talking about No Shame Jimmy Shane, Dark Star Matt Taylor, Electric Jake Eely. You know the. good Darkstar Matt
0: Taylor is a good guy. Yeah, he's a good
1: guy, dude. Comes out to Boba Weird. Flex, kind of a badass, but at the same time, it's a little bit average. Oh, dude, right Boba Flex, but. I can get down with you that. Know, he comes out to Boba I can get down Flex, with that. and so we're all, uh, we're all, we're all in the ring. Oh, and uh, Robbie Starr as well. We're all in the ring. The bad guys come back out, dude. We all get beers. You think it's gonna end peacefully? Oh, hell no, it doesn't. Stone Cold stutters for everybody. We're all drinking beers, having a great time at Buzzman. So, dude, honestly, I want to shout out Mike. Um, thank you so much for making that happen. That's two of my favorite things in Kansas. Ohio Championship Wrestling, in Busman, and, and uh, it was awesome to be there, and uh, we will definitely be doing it again pretty soon.
0: Nice. So where, so where, so where does this stand now? Like, uh, dude, are you and Juice Jennings' boys oh, now?
1: No, 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 no. Things are not over. We actually had to have Juice Jennings removed by security at one point. At one point, the action spilled out into the streets. There was another time, dude, there was like power slams going on on the bar. Um, so it, it turned into melee quickly there. And uh, I'm not going to lie, man. I feel like this is. There's only one way this is gonna end. I feel like there's only one thing that's gonna happen. That's, With really, losing their liquor license. <laughs> that's really gonna do. That sounds like to, it. To put an end to the beef between me and Juice Jennings. But you know, nothing. Are official. you gonna have to get in the ring? Nothing's official yet. Nothing's uh, you know happening. But I am gonna say, you know.
0: All right, dude. Let me tell you Hold on. I got to interject here. I'm all for it. Right. right. Yeah. Because I I know these wrestling people, dude. You, you give them a little bit of what they want, and the, dude, they're loyal forever. So, like, dude, I'm all for it. But I'm only willing to sign off on the to, uh, like uh, on the storyline so far. Like, dude, if you have to break your neck in Ohio Championship <laughs> Wrestling world, you still have to be at work on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. I can't wheelchair you around. Can't. <laughs>
1: you can't come in today. No, uh, my uh, my girlfriend is like, well, you need to update your life insurance policy. You need to make sure that you know you have all these things. By update, she means to choir, right? <laughs> I'm just saying and nothing's official yet, um, but your boy, I mean, I might, you might find me running up the McKinley uh, Monument steps, you know what I mean? I feel like now might be the time. Now might be the time to start getting that rocky. I might need a chicken. I might need to drink some eggs or something like that, uh, but you know
0: we'll uh, we 'll see what happens i can 't believe this is happening, but Devin says, hell yeah, I saw Robbie Starr when I was eight years old. He was my favorite
1: hell yeah, dude Robbie starr is he's a dude he 's a, uh, a canton native and uh dude a, a a one hell of a one hell of a wrestler out there. Um, I know there's a couple of different events going up, one in Canal Fulton, which is going to be the d b i six which is an anti heroin event oh good um also good. recently announced we'll be at the Guernsey County fair and uh making the appearance with uh with a former w w e superstar We're coming out to Dalton. Um, and El uh, Snow will be in town Really? There. Yeah. So where's that be, gonna uh, be? At? I don't know where in Dalton, but somewhere in in that town, somewhere it's going down. I think so. I have an idea. Yeah. So it uh, it's all coming up, and it'll all be relatively soon. I'll keep you guys posted.
0: Oh, dude, I'm in Dalton a lot. Yeah, I may go to that one. I'll probably, I'll, I'll know a lot of people there. I'll know a lot of people at that one.
1: I'm glad that your friends in Dalton and my pro wrestling friends, there's a big overlap there. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of people. In, you know, well, I'm,
0: I'm hoping on it right now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the entire time you were telling that story, I was like, dude, thank God I got Guns N' Roses tickets to give people because <laughs> it sure as hell is an interesting conversation we're giving them. We do have Guns N' Roses tickets. 745 will give you more of that and more stands ratio next. Hang on.
2: Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9, 8 o'clock. We're going to send you out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. So you can see Harry Styles, David Guetta, Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, a bunch of others at the T-Mobile Arena, September 22nd and 23rd. Get your first keyword for that trip to Vegas for two at 8 o'clock. And as we mentioned, Vegas, somebody sent me this over the weekend, Fantone, and uh, it's the odds that the NFL teams like, opened at and where they stand now to win the Super Bowl championship. Oh, okay. All right. Your Cleveland Browns, buddy, opened at three hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. They are now a one hundred to one bet, hundred to one, which would obviously pay off a lot. But this brings up something that I wanted to point out. Right? This guy, a listener, said to me over the weekend via Twitter, said, "Hey, man, I know you like to gamble, and I do. You know what I mean? Especially on football. For some reason, I don't know, I, I like to bet football games, right?" And he said, "I think there's a really good bet for the Super Bowl this year." And I think Vegas has it wrong. Okay, well, I, you know, lay it on me. Yeah, Vegas kind of in the business of being right, <clears throat> but all right, and is right more insight. than they're not. Right. And that's you know why they're Vegas, why we're not. And he says, "I love the Philadelphia Eagles opening at sixty to one. They're now forty to one. He's like, that's a great bet. The Eagles at forty to one is a great bet." And I thought to myself, "Well, a forty to one bet would be awesome to win.
1: Yeah, great payout.
0: I mean, I had the Indians last year." In the World Series. I had a 40-to-1 ticket on the Indians last year to win the World Series. Bought it really early in the year. So I was like, yeah, 40-to-1. Bet's great. But if the bet can't win, no matter what the odds are, it's not any good. And I just don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean make the case for it being a good bet. Like the the fact that it's forty to one, that's not a good that doesn't make it a good bet. That makes it a good payout, but that doesn't make it like it's a, a great good, payout.
0: <laughs> but it's not a great bet. Carson Wentz second year. Now look here's the thing. He's gonna be good. That it looks now like that kid's gonna be pretty good, right? So I, I you know what I mean? Now there's a sophomore slump in that whole thing that can happen too or whatever. But he'll probably be okay, right? But I don't think he's gonna a go to the Super Bowl and B win it. Like I, I don't know your second year in the league. I, I mean, I mean, th- crazy things happen, I guess. But like, I don't see it. So 40 to 1 to me feels like no dude that's you losing your money.
1: Yeah, I, like I said. I mean it that's a solid payout but it's not a good bet. Like I don't know in what in what world you're like, you know what? Here's the road. The Philadelphia Eagles Eagles follow
0: to to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I mean like well good good luck man. So it had me thinking. Well, what is the good bet here? Like what could be the good bet here? Now, I know everybody wants to know. Where's New England stand? They're 11 to 4. Right, so you got to bet. I mean, dude, you got to bet so much money on New England to win money because of that's what everybody thinks is going to happen. They opened at six to one. So much money got bet on them. They're now eleven to four.
1: Right, that's trying to bet money on Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to win out on that.
0: The overwhelming favorite is hard to make money on because of how much money you have to expose. Now with New England, a lot of people feel like no matter what you expose, it's a lock because they're going to win. But it's football. There's 16 games in the regular season. Things can happen. Suspensions and injuries. And God only knows. Tom Brady's 40.
1: Now, as far as you know, any one individual team goes, I don't think you can necessarily argue with New England. But if it's New England versus the field, I don't know. You can definitely make an argument for the field in any for sure. situation.
0: For any situation. So I started thinking. I was like, well, what is the good bet here? And I think I know the good bet. And it's the second overall favorite I think is a really good bet. All right. And right now you can get the Green Bay Packers at eight to one. I gotta tell you, I like that bet. Aaron Rodgers, probably one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, at least in my lifetime, pretty damn good. And they're you know, they've just added now another piece to his offensive line, I hear, or another pass rusher they gave him now, finally a little bit of defense. I mean, dude, if that guy had a defense, he probably would have been pretty good. And they're second in line with eight to one. There's they open at twelve to one. They stand right now at eight to one, and I think the Packers at eight to one. Because here's the thing: is lo- now this this whole premise is on the fact that you think somebody could beat New England in the Super Bowl. I will admit, like I feel like I, you know what I mean. Like I, I kind of like New England, I do. But if you think somebody could beat them, I think it's I, I don't think it's crazy to think that Green Bay will be there in the end. And would have a chance, given the fact that they have a veteran quarterback that's not going to freeze in the moment, that could beat Tom Brady. Actually, Aaron Rodgers beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, did he not?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think there's, you know, there's plenty of bets you can make that are going to pay out big. But as far as you look at like an honest to god realistic good bet, I feel like you're not going to get better than than Green Bay eight to one.
0: Eight to one. I love that. Bet. That makes sense. It does. Yeah, Green Bay at eight to one. I love. I kind of want to see where's Atlanta in here because there's always that. You know, people always worry. About that, uh, you know, the Super Bowl fall off. Yeah, they're sixteen to one, so they've slipped a little bit. Your Cleveland Browns, buddy, one hundred to one. Wow, um, they're not the worst. Who's who's below them? The Buffalo Bills are two hundred to one. Wow, the Buffalo Bills are two hundred to one. Where the LA Rams have a have a bad. Uh, no, 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 they're not. As bad. <laughs> They're not as bad.
1: I mean, I know it's you know we there's they haven't
0: even played a regular season game. There's yet.
1: not been a game of football played yet. But no, I mean the Cleveland Browns are already statistically out of the Super Bowl, so I wouldn't.
0: Oh I yeah, wouldn't, they're I wouldn't out would put it. too much money on that. No, I. Uh, but honestly, having looked down this list, I honestly think I did. I, fi- I think I found the bet. Now again, you got to think somebody's going to beat New England. But if I give anybody the chance to do it, it would be the Green Bay Packers, and at eight to one right now, I like that because that line's going to change multiple times oh, yeah, throughout the, throughout the year. I'm gonna honestly I'm gonna call my brother today and I'm gonna lock down. I'm gonna lock down a, a Green Bay Packers at eight, 8-1 eight bet. I love it. America, I got good news for you. Apparently, we do something better than everybody else in the world. I'll tell you what it is next on The Stansbury Show.
3: Please relax.
2: This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Coming up at 730, we'll talk to Scott from WinningFornexyear.com. As the NFL season going to start this coming week, I believe Thursday Night Football will kick it off and then you know, your Browns in action on Sunday against the Steelers. And the Indians have been on fire as of late, so we'll get his take on that. Yeah, I think it's 12 in a row or something like that. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, they've been very, very good lately. You know, I believe I, I had said after the All-Star break, the Indians would kick it into gear and they would start to look a lot like the way they did last year. Look at that happening. They had a pretty good track record and stuff like that. It's weird. So I'm interested to talk to Scott. Also, nine o'clock is new to Tuesday. You're getting new Taylor Swift, new Chase Rice, new Trivium, and then locally out of T County, Three Thumb Jack. Nice. T County represents the nation yeah, there. I like absolutely. It. Yeah. I'll read you that email if okay. I can. It used some language in it I didn't understand. All it's right. not swear words or anything. I just didn't. I don't. I don't get all of it Try a little bit of T County lingo right there Don't worry It might be Your boy will be able to translate (laughs) for you It might be I'll get a different one time Come on now So yesterday being Labor Day Yeah Of course people on the internet Took it as an opportunity To look into labor in this country Okay Right Right. And that makes sense Right
1: Yeah I mean you know it's, know, it's, it's, It's the reason for the season I guess You know if you're gonna If you're gonna take the day off for Labor Day You might as well
0: take a look at things And uh, this job is not labor, labor, right? It's not physically taxing. Now, mentally, it can be a little challenging. And, uh, you know, there are days where you get home and you're, like, mentally, you're just, like, worn out. And, like, you know what? I need to just lay down because my head hurts and I'm just sick of bad news and, like, all that stuff. But it's not physically hard. Sometimes I miss having a physically hard job. Really,
1: until like I would do it, then I'd be like, "Dude, f that!" But there is a part of me that's
0: like, "You do feel like a man at the end of the day."
1: You feel like a man at the end of the day. It feels like you actually produced something. It feels like there's like, okay, you know, what was pieces and parts is now a machine, or you know, what was raw materials has now been transformed into something. What is, is just thoughts?
0: What is the most physically tough job you've had? Putting in pools was really tough. Oh I mean, God, a, yeah. That
1: was that was a that was a physical physically demanding job. My buddy Jimmy does that. That um, is hard. I, I, I know that like everybody looks at this as like, you know, a teenager's job, but like working in restaurants is a physically demanding job. Yeah, like,
0: bartending is more physical than people think.
1: You're on your feet for, you know, hours, hours upon hours upon hours, and you're usually doing something that is Caring physically demanding. Yeah, so like, and I mean, working in kitchens and stuff like that, I always kind of felt was like a tough job, too, but I mean, I know there's dudes out there who are like carrying shingles, you know, two at a time up ladders that are like, dude, you're a pussy phantom, but yeah. still like I mean, I, I do. I miss parts of of that.
0: I had to labor for a roofing company with my brother for a little while. That was a hard job. Like, that's a job that like was tough. Like, waking up every morning I was like, oh my god, dude, I don't want to carry all that heavy stuff, and I don't want to walk up ladders, all and right. I'm scared of heights, and please don't make me go, man. Like, I didn't like it, right? So, people looked into how Americans work versus everybody else, and apparently, dude, we deserve Labor Day off because it turns out the average American worker works harder than Japanese workers. And European workers. The stats now show that American work, we work longer hours than the majority of other countries, 137 more hours per year than the average Japanese worker, the American worker puts in. So that's an extra, I mean, if you're looking at a 40 hour
1: work week and I know that a lot of people are like, ah, nobody works 40 hours anymore, but like that's an extra three plus weeks. That's almost an extra entire month worth of labor there.
0: 260 more hours than the average UK worker. Wow. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, that, dude that's months more. Like, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot more.
0: Okay, so now let's take a look at the French, right? Because everybody, you hate the French. No, right? I'm the one. No, who you, you like old. the French. I stand up for the French. Everybody else hates the French. Yeah, yeah you, like, you like the French for some reason. stand up for the French. The American worker puts in 500 more hours. Wow, 500 more hours. Than the wow. average French worker. So this is why we live in this society where it's like, do Friday's here, thank God. Like, this is why. Because we are. We're putting in a lot more hours. Now, this is what I find interesting. Okay? Because I've been alive now through a couple of different decades. And what I find interesting about this is, while I was growing up in the 1980s, we would have heard this information, and the sentiment in this country would have been, well, you're goddamn right. This is America. Our standards are up here. Because this is America, this is the greatest country in the world, so hell yeah we put in more, hell yeah we carry our load, hell yeah we do our bit. Now it's like, well is this right? I mean mentally, I mean we're probably strained, And right? I mean like mentally, I don't know, everybody should just maybe like lay down for a little while, right? I mean that's exactly how this is going to be spun today. I mean
1: uh, gener- you know, a generation ago, I mean 30, 40, 40 50 years ago... If you worked that much more, you would be compensated that much for, and your standard of living would go up. I think what the problem is is that most people are working more, working harder, and you know, company profits are up. You know, corporate profits are through the roof, but nobody's wages have gone up.
0: I would agree that wage in America needs to go up. I will agree on that. So I'm just telling you, there's an overall mentality that that has been slipped. That has been loosening in this country between, dude, I don't care what the French do. I care what Americans do. And we're Americans. So you know what? We wake up every day and we go do our bit because that's how you get paid. And that's how you get ahead. And that used to be like, dude, this is why everybody wants to be here because the competition to be the best.
1: But the problem is, is we're not getting paid and we're not getting ahead on it. Well, People are working more and more for less and less. Okay,
0: well, dude, the, 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 that's all true, but the problem is, dude, the flip side of that coin is fine, then don't do this, don't do your part, and then you don't work.
1: Well, I, I, I guess a part of it, to me, at the very We've least... We've
0: lost the sense of pride in what we do. But you didn't Mike to, Rose right on this. But
1: you didn't have to work over 40 hours 50
0: years ago. I don't know that to be true. My dad always worked more than 40 hours. My mom worked two jobs.
1: I think if you looked at average Americans, a four, I mean, the, the song 40 hour week was the concept of like yes you were there eight hours a day five days a week the 40 hour work week you should be proud of that now it's like if you say you work 40 hours people are like oh pff, look at you you be pansy I mean there was I mean dude Alabama wrote a song about
0: it well I mean evolution comes for all things right so we're not I mean this is the evolution welcome to the global world you want to sell things all over the world this guess what you have to this you have to you have to produce but-
1: Japanese workers aren't, aren't aren't doing that. European workers aren't doing that.
0: Okay, now, part of this, because I knew that was going to be the counterpart, right? But part of this is I'm hearing it from nationaltoday.com. Like, who the hell is that? And who are the people that have put this in? So I don't know that. I don't know that we're actually working that much harder. I just know the standard in this country was, and used to be, well, hell yeah, we work harder. We would have been proud of that. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, dude, if you work harder, you now feel victimized by it.
1: Because there was reward for it. And that's the thing. There I-
0: still is reward for it. There is still, the, the, there's still being able to pay your goddamn mortgage by the money you made going to work. But people, yes, but people were able to do
1: that. Now you have to work more to do that. That's what I see is as the, as the slipping of the standards. Yes, I I'll agree with you that like hey work ethic and like the pride in being able to do a job but I mean if people are working more
0: now if people are working more hours now aren't they working harder? or not I mean if I compensated everybody what they considered to be fair wouldn't it be true that in three months six months nine months that what was going to happen is the Amer- the average American worker would be right back to doing the lazy ass job he's doing for today
1: as productivity moves up then yes there should be an increase of standard of living there should be an increase of, of, of general wages I mean there's and I'm not saying that like everybody deserves in equal amount or anything like that but it's just that as we continue as a society to work harder and harder and more and more as we get rewarded less and less there's going to be people are going to have issue with that.
0: Well yeah there, that's fine you can have all the issue you want with it. You're not going to change it. You're still going to have to go in and do your bit to get paid. What I'm saying is is that there is a slip in the standard of what it took. Now it used to be it used to be well hell yeah I'm required to work really hard for my job now. And even though you're being asked to work more maybe more than what your grandfather was what you dis- what our mentality of what we should have to do versus what we should get is askew it is it's been flipped
1: so what do you feel like is an appropriate amount of, of hours work to have a decent standard of living in america
0: i think if you're going to be realistic anymore it, dude 60 dude like like ages 65 is the new 40 Get used to it. That's what it is. 65 is the new 40. If we can do that with ages, we're going to have to do it with hours put in. So
1: then when it, comes to, when it comes to 65, 70 hours a week, so you're working 10 hours a day. When are you supposed to be a parent? When are you supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? When are you supposed
0: to be? Like again, that's kind of that's a that's a yp. That's a your problem. That's not your boss's problem. That's not the economy's problem. That's a your problem, and you're going to have to figure that out. That sounds harsh, but that's the only dude. Things don't get fixed by the nice things. Things get hard. Dude, things get fixed by harsh realities and accepting of those and realizing. Oh yeah, yeah, we probably are going to have to do it that way.
1: All of that is all based on the worker. There's no responsibility of the corporation. There's no responsibility of the government. There's the responsibility
0: of the corporation's already done. They created the job that hired you. Their responsibility's done. It's your turn now. Your, your boss already did his part. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and Scott for waiting for NextShare.com next on Rock
2: 106. Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Stick around. 9 o'clock is New to Tuesday. You're getting new Taylor Swift, new Chase Rice, new Trivium, and then locally, Three Thumb Jack. Normally joining us Mondays at 8, willing to make an adjustment to his schedule. We appreciate it. It's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, how are you?
2: Doing well. No, I appreciate it, too. I was uh, enjoying the three-day weekend here, so this works out really well.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're happy to have you. I want to start with the Indians if I can. They've been on fire as of late, man. Like, uh, does this team have a good chance to win the World Series?
2: I mean, the Dodgers are going to be very formidable, but baseball is – incredibly random come playoff time that there's a chance the Dodgers don't even make the World Series and increase the Indians' likelihood. Yeah, I mean, they're a contender. They're they're playing out of their mind uh, right now, which is it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, the pitchers are unhittable. They're scoring five, six runs a game, and when you're doing that, just take it to a three or three or four. It's enjoyable, but when you're rolling off 12 straight, uh, they, they look like a bunch of bad ads right now, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, 12 consecutive victories, that really is something in baseball. In baseball? I mean, it's just, yeah. it, that's, you know, it's, just, it, it, it's one of those games that any given day you can lose a game, but 12 in a row. Um, last night, or yesterday afternoon, I'm sorry, uh, Trevor Bauer was involved with a little altercation up on the mound. For people who didn't watch the game, I'll give him a rundown of what happened yesterday.
2: Uh, completely made my night because Trevor is one of those guys who will t- always tell you how he feels. Um, and uh, Garcia from the White Sox was complaining that the Indians never throw him fastballs. And uh, he's been having trouble against the breaking ball. And Trevor Bauer's point is, why would I throw you a fastball if you can't hit a curveball as right. a major league, major league Baseball player? Um, and so they were jawing back and forth the whole time. And the guy fouled one off. Strike two, and stepped out of the box. Bauer points back at the box, tells him to get back in, throws him another curve, throws him another curveball. He whiffs, and the Bauer points at the dugout, and guides him, <laughs> guides him to the dugout like a child. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun to see, and it was a lot of fun to hear Trevor's uh, postgame thoughts, pretty much saying, "Listen, if you can't hit a fastball, I'm not going to throw you a curve, or I'm not going to throw you or, if you can't hit a curveball, why would I throw you a fastball?" And uh, you know, goes down, goes down in three pitches, and then Trevor, you know, <laughs> For as as as, and as much of an enigma as he can be, and as, as frustrating as he can be, he's he's pitching very very well. He's, he has 15 wins on the season, which ties Chris Sale. He's the team leader, and I know wins are one of those random stats, but I mean he is playing, you're pitching very very good baseball. And when you add that kind of stuff to it, it's making he's making the, making baseball, which can be a a long drawn out you know boring season for a lot of people. Uh, that kind of stuff makes it a lot more exciting.
0: I can't believe, Scott, that I've lived long enough to hear a professional baseball player bitch that it's not fair that because you're, you're throwing me pitches I can't hit. Like, Jesus, dude, the standards of everything are just slipping and it's starting to get annoying. I want to move to the NFL if we can. And um, I would love to just stay focused on the games, but unfortunately, we can't do that anymore. And so now apparently I'm hearing I have a police union that's going to refuse to hold the flag now for NFL games because of the, because of the anthem protests and all this stuff. And honestly, I kind of get it. I do. I understand it's a player's right to protest. And I understand that what they're protesting, that there are legitimate issues that do need to be examined. I get all of that. But what is being lost in that is that hundreds of thousands of police officers all across this country are being lumped together and being called racist murderers by an organization, and then they're just expected to stand there and take it. And so I kind of understand their frustration. So at this point, shouldn't we just get, like, take the anthem and the flag and take all the pomp and circumstance out, flip the coin and play the game, right?
2: Yeah, if it wasn't for all the money that the, you know the NFL's making in terms of all the, the pageantry and stuff that goes into these military events um you know there's a there's a lot of politics that go into uh the flyovers and the uh honoring oh, yeah. you know heroes during a timeout and yeah, and a lot of that kind of stuff that's, well, that's a very very highly anyone. financially driven situation and uh i i i your your line of thinking here is not uh I don't want to say far off. Trying to think of a way to word it. We talk a lot about it behind the scenes, right. um, and you know, and with it waiting for next year, and you're you're not alone. Let's put it that way. In in individuals who wouldn't mind just getting rid of the whole thing. Um, but that said, you know, it's. I just think it's what you know, will the, know, the, the union's going to be in a very tough place here because the chief, I think, came out and said he doesn't support it. Um, yeah. which I think it, in, in, he, I mean, from a political standpoint, he had, had to. to,
0: right. He uh, had to
2: but it's, a, it's you're, 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 you're protesting a protest with a protest about a protest. And it, at some point, it's How just a Cleveland big circle, J, and I, I don't know who ends up winning. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's the most Cleveland Browns thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it really is. <laughs> no, it really is. And honestly, it's a little embarrassing. And like I said, I understand where these protests came from, and there are major issues in this country that do need to be examined, and honestly, and changed. I agree. I know that. And I get that people are going to tell me, it's the player's right. Well, yeah. But also, good men and women on police forces are being lumped into a group. And being called racist and murderers. And honestly, I could understand why on Sunday morning if you're like, well, dude, that's not me. And now I am I have to hold this thing. while, you know, I mean, I can kind of understand the mentality. And I kind of wish we could just get back to the point where people are saying, you know what? This country's not perfect. We obviously have our issues, but it is our national anthem. We're just going to stand here for three minutes and kind of like acknowledge that, you know what? It's not perfect here, but it's a lot worse than a lot of other places. And you know what I mean? And then we're just going to play a football game. Because actually, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about, it's not really about the players. It's not about the cops. It's about you. It's about me. It's about the consumer of the product. And at some point, dude, we just got to get to the product. And the product is Scott that the Browns are an eight point dog to the Steelers on Week One. Do you like that bet?
2: I'm seeing ten. And I are love you? That. Oh wow! Wow! Um, I, the last yeah. I saw I was eight. Wow. I think I think home team um, getting ten points on opening day is uh, you know with that. Yeah, rookie quarterback. Yes, Steelers are a much more talented team, um, but I, I I think there's a lot of chance for a uh, you know a backdoor cover, you know, in some garbage time or something if if needed. I don't think the Browns are going to win outright, uh, but I think it's going to be a very very competitive game um, because I think the Browns' defense is going to keep them in it, and I think if if they can limit mistakes and continue to run the football like we've talked about the last few weeks, I think I think the Browns have a chance. I, I don't, you know, I. You know, Bell hasn't played all preseason. Martavis Bryant hasn't played in a year. Ben Roethlisberger they get hanging him up after this season. It's that's not true. exactly the uh, the Steelers of you know Steelers of old here. It's not. So I, I think there's a chance they can they could sneak one, but it, I think ten points is really juicy.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, ten points—that's a lot. That, that's a lot. Like that's a big, big spread right it's two there. Two scores. So yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, so for yeah. me, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think it looks like the whole game they're going to cover fourth quarter. Minute 20, Joe Hayden picks six, and they don't. They blow it. <laughs> right? Looks like they're going to cover, and they don't, and Hayden delivers the dagger into the chest, right? That's what happens.
2: Very, it would be very poetic. Uh, that, that, I mean, I, I know it's where you're heading. It was a very weird move still, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know how you're a better team without him. Um, I, don't I know it he to it seems to be financially motivated, which scares me, because the Browns are nowhere near a salary cap, so to be saving pennies like this, um, you know, is it's kind of pound-foolish. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know where they're going to line Hayden up defensively. Uh, it makes me a little nervous that you have a guy who was with us all training camp and knows the schemes and play calls and stuff is now going to be on the team you're playing opening day. Um, but you know, it, it, again, we talk, keep talking about the Brownsest thing ever. I mean, that's a pretty Brownsian and a browny If you ask me, you're uh, you're, yeah.
0: you're talking about the Browns and being near the cap and the money and this and that. So Osweiler's no longer on the team. Back now with Denver. So, like, walk my audience through what that means for the money and for us.
2: Well, they saved seven hundred seventy-five thousand um, dollars. They're 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 essentially paying Brock Osweiler is going to make sixteen million this year, regardless of who's paying it Right uh denver right. Denver signs him to a vet minimum of seven seventy five and the browns come up with the other you know fifteen and a quarter uh for him to not wow. play here Jeez. but uh, but again they get they get they have that Houston second round pick I think it's five picks in the first two rounds next year um if not four or five something along those lines with with a very high third um they have thirteen draft picks now they're they're you know again trending in the right direction have a lot of young players I think there's like two players over twenty eight on the roster wow. And they have 13 and they have thirteen draft picks for next season. So it's you know, so, well, if there was any question as to what the plan was for these uh, this front office, I think that uh, that that the Brock Osweiler trade uh, personifies it all. For me,
0: it kind of feels <laughs> like the plan for this front office is is to lure the next head coach in with like, look, buddy, you get thirteen draft picks,
2: <laughs> right. You, think I, you, don't, I just, you don't
0: think Hugh's going to make it? I, Dude, I want Hugh to make it. I said when they hired Hugh Jackson, dude, if you give him anything less than five years, you're making a huge mistake. You got to stop the revolving door of coaches. You got to build stable. And I think you can coach men. I do. I believe he can. But I know the NFL, bro. And I know the five. Dude, the 500 section brought us Johnny Manziel. And dude, they're, going to, they're and honestly, they're going to talk about throwing them out there. And honestly, I said earlier before the preseason started, at some point somebody's going to ask the question this year: Should Greg Williams be the head coach of this football team? And I'm telling you, I'm standing by it. There's 16 long weeks of a not very talented football team, dude. And I'm telling you, sooner or later, somebody's there will be a coaching controversy this year for the Cleveland Browns. You heard it here first, but You want me to write the article well, for I you? Mean, I can have it done by noon. No, yeah. Waiting for next Look year. Give I mean, you're going to have to check the punctuation, buddy. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but I'll have it on your desk by noon. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, my man. We'll talk to you again Monday at 8. Thank you.
2: That was a good, guys. See Awesome.
0: We have Guns N' Roses tickets for you. And apparently, Phantom, good news. Yeah. Akron-Canton Regional Airport, the first airport in the world to do something. We'll tell you what that was next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sainsbury's Show. Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. About to send you to see Guns N' Roses. Is they're going to play the Q October the 26th, we'll get you into that. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you'll need on that. I I feel like I want to say that phone number slowly again. People always tell me I say it too fast. Slow it down. So it's 1-800-243-7625. Now, I'll apologize because the number should be easier for you to remember because, well, the last four of it should be 1069 like it is at every other radio station in the country. I don't know, once upon a time, you know what it was? Is that dude, this place, it it, it tried to be too cool for school. Because I believe 7625 on your old style phone. Push button there. I believe it spills. Rock. It spells rock. And you knew you were calling a rock station because you had to spell out rock with your fingers. Um, spelling out stuff
1: with phone numbers and overthinking it. Boy, that was a weird time in the world where it was like, yeah, we're gonna spell something with
0: it. Yeah, it's uh well it's the original hashtag, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> It's like the precursor to the hashtag. It maybe. spells rock. So 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need when we pass those out, and that will be momentarily here. I'm excited about that show. I'm actually going to go to see uh, Guns N' Roses. I didn't go when they played what was in Pittsburgh, yeah. and I really regretted it. Like After that weekend, I was like, why did I not do that? That was so dumb.
1: Yeah, it's a Thursday night, I believe, so it'll be yeah. easy enough. Um, and, you know, it's one of those bands. You have the opportunity to go see them. You should probably take advantage well, of it and go, and go see them.
0: I got a million extra days off this year because that's how they decided to like redo our contract was you know by adding more time off and so you know what i'll probably just book a day and be like screw it you know what i mean so it's the way that's gonna go down one of my favorite things about uh living down here is the akron canton airport it's actually afforded me a couple of um you know trips away from uh away from here my three years here because of how convenient it is and how many different places that they'll fly, and how cheap it is. Like you can fly out of there pretty cheap, you know, if you plan ahead and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, they give you a, a, a decent amount of options. You can, uh, if if you if you plan correctly, you can fly cheaply.
0: Yeah, I flew to Florida a couple of times, you know, real fast, and you know, th- you know that kind of thing. And uh, you know, Akron Canton Airport has been great for that, and it's really fast. Like you know, if you go to like a, sometimes those larger airports, like the, you know, TSA and security could be a nightmare, and this and that. It's like really
1: fast down here. It's super easy. Oh, that's the best part about it. Whether it's, I mean, I think flights expensive no matter where you go at least here you walk through the door you walk through security and there you are it's just less ass yeah you're not running around looking for stuff i mean and it's great because most places are like oh get there two hours beforehand acting Canton, dude you can get there not two hours the i mean you can get in there pretty quick the
0: first time i flew out of there since moving here i did that it was like an hour and a half i showed up early before my flight and i was in and out of security in 10 minutes and i was like oh my uh, god well, now i just get to hang out this is going to be six cinnabons before my my plane leaves now i I got too much time. But now, Akron-Canton Airport is the first in the world, Phantom, to use self-sanitizing bins at the TSA checkout. Okay. Apparently, they have self-sanitizing germ-killing mats inside bins at the checkout. They've been adding the liners using mineral nanocrystals that react to light, and then it creates a germ-killing chemical reaction. Okay. The airport says the mats are more effective at killing germs than bleach- And uh, they will continuously break down organic containments in them. And so Western Reserve Hospital in Cuyahoga Falls says it's providing the mats to the airport as part of its commitment to the public health and the safety. Um, I, I, apparently, it's been added to the handles on the bins as well, too. So we're like, you're grabbing those. So like, those are like, so you, you don't feel like... You ever pick one of those things up and it just feels like the grease off of somebody else's fingers? I mean, somebody's,
1: cool. you, know, you know, they're going to use it and it, just as dirty as anybody else is that then becomes shared commodities where it's like, well, yeah, after you touch a door handle, you should totally go wash your hands because Absolutely. gross people have been touching it. And you got to think, I mean, cell phones essentially are the thing they always talk about being like germier than anything. Than your you toilet... Know-
0: More germy than your toilet. Right.
1: Cleaner to lick your toilet than it is to lick your cell phone. So it's like you start throwing everybody's phone and everybody's keys in those bins time and time and time and time again. Of course, those germs are going to add up. Oh,
0: dude, there's nothing more gross than the human being. And
1: I would really think, too, that airports are probably in somewhat of a unique situation because, like, yes, restaurants and any place that's open for business has to deal with this. But with, with travel comes, like everyone. And well, it comes to everyone and also comes like uh, you know exotic diseases and like things that we might not necessarily, you know, have have your, your 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 you know immune system built
0: up to. Probably more likely in an international airport than you'll run into in Akron Canton, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You start moving people around from different right. places. Yeah, right. that that'll happen. I mean, I guess you can you know you, you probably get hooked on connecting flights and that kind of, of stuff maybe so there, but yeah, more likely out of like LAX. Or, uh, you know, uh, O'Hare, you know, places like that. But, yeah, that is gross. I mean, dude, just the airport in itself is just gross. Like, being on an airplane, that trapped air and the strangers and the snoring and the breath and, like, all that stuff, it's just disgusting. Um, Apparently, the American people have been hoodwinked. We've been swindled out of a ton of our money by being told there's things wrong with us that aren't. By creating of diseases, so we'll spend money. This happens to us a lot, and I have a list of like the 10 worst times that's ever happened. We'll get into that after passing out these Guns N' Roses tickets. October 26th at The Q. We'll take caller 25 right now at 1-800-243-7625. You're off to see Guns N' Roses from The Stansbury Show and Rock 106.9. Please
2: relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Show on Rock 106.9. I'm going to congratulate Kathy Lose from Midvale, who won her way into the Guns N' Roses show October 26th at the Q, and boy, was she happy about it. Like, I love when we give away things and people who really, really want them win it. There's nothing worse for people who work on the radio. When you take the phone call and somebody's like, what I win? Like, there's nothing... Dude, if you just call just because you want to call and win things, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to give it to you. Fine, go, I don't care. You know what I mean? But when somebody really gets something that they really want... I don't know, it just makes my day better, and Kathy was pumped about her GNR tickets.
1: Very excited, and excited for her. Kathy,
0: it's going to be a good show for you, and hopefully hopefully you enjoy it. That'll be a good time. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Taylor Swift. She released another song. That's the new model now. It's like a song a week now off of albums. Versus It used to be like, keep the album secret. Shh, only play the one song. Don't play anything else. And then now it's like once a week now.
1: Well, I mean, once you get to a point where it's like once that album drops, everyone has access Digital to world, it. right? There's no other way to like make it seem like, hey, here's a little bit. Now here's a little bit more. I, I understand what she's doing there.
0: Absolutely, yeah. The first time I remember that happening was actually Brad Paisley was doing that, and his record label was like pissed at him, but he was like, look, man, like, we live in a new world now. He's like, y- you just got to give people things faster than before. New Chase Rice will be on uh, New Tour Tuesday as well. That's Three Chords and the Truth, country song there. There it is. And uh, New Trivium, the heart from your hate. And I've always been a fan of that band, so I'm interested to hear that. And then locally, Three Thumb Jack, United Politics. There it is. Is there Thumb. some Jack. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's out of T-Count.
1: T-Counted. One time now, Sainsbury's. That's, right. That's right. Come on.
0: So the American people have been hoodwinked, bamboozled. Okay. And uh, apparently, dude, we all fall for this. You have this wrong with you by this snake oil, right?
1: Yeah. There's
0: a million of these. Oh, yeah. And it turns out more than we thought. And I'm not going to get too far into this one because you got to be careful how you talk about this and how people just are going to get way pissed if we say this isn't a real thing. But the number three thing on this, li- on this list of health disorders that have been made up to sell you products, Depression is is number three on the list. They say it's a very real disease, but the majority of those diagnosed do not actually fit the bill. And I think we know that to be true.
1: Well, I think uh, more than those diagnosed, it's those that self-diagnose. Yeah, I'm I think, depressed. I, I, I think that's the problem, and and I'm sure that's going to be a reoccurring problem with a lot of these things. Is that people somehow or another think that well, I saw a commercial for something, and I checked WebMD, therefore I am that. Oh
0: my god, I have cancer of the fingers. Right, and it's
1: just like dude, <laughs> no, you know. you, you're not a Medical professional, you have no, you have no, you know, expertise in this field. None. You have no idea what you're doing, and just because you saw something doesn't make it fact.
0: Not wanting to go to work or your kid's soccer game isn't depression. Those aren't the same things, and that's kind of what's happened. We've muddied the waters with this. Okay, vaginal douching is another thing on this list that they say is completely unnecessary, and we've been sold into this just so you'll buy products.
1: Why? I mean, okay, so the the, the cleaning they, of the vagina. What's the problem? They say that?
0: here that the truth is that the vaginas are self cleaning and do not need any special products on top of that they say douching could upset the careful chemical balance and lead to an increased risk of infections and other complications doctors simply do not recommend doing this at all but this is an uphill battle to convince people otherwise because so many women have been douching for generations and passing the habit on to their daughters
1: yeah i mean happening from from you know as long as i've been alive i was gonna say it's quite a while
0: the summer's eve jokes were have been around since i was a kid
1: and I mean, I I think that there's probably plenty of women who feel very self-conscious about any sort of, like, smell or anything like that with their vagina. Um, And, yeah, I guess if you were doing it on a regular basis, like, it would throw off, like, the pH balance or whatever, you know, vagina terms we're talking about here. But I could see how if you were doing that all the time, it would be a problem as opposed to, like, a don't want to say, like, special occasion, but, like, if you needed to do it. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing it just to do it as, like, a maintenance thing. I could see how that could cause a problem.
0: Another thing on this list here that is complete BS, they say, is your body does not need its energies to be balanced, <laughs> that, That's God. which, of course, again, I mean, you know, my dad used to say to me all the time, Daniel, there's a sucker born every minute. Make sure you make sure you're not it.
1: Yes. I mean, the thing I'll say about it is, is you, do I believe in it? No. Do I think it does anything? But it's kind of like a placebo effect to me where it's like if you find comfort in it, if you find like, you know, getting your heart chakras aligned or whatever. Fine. I don't, I but don't, don't talk to me about it. Right. Like, don't, don't act like you're a scientist.
0: Like you don't act like <laughs> right. you're a doctor. You but... get your energies in line, and I'll wear deodorant, not crystals. To me,
1: to me it, it seems a lot like praying, where it's like I don't care. Same thing. I don't care if you're praying to Jesus or
0: the crystal god. Like, Same thing. Whatever. Same thing. You know. It's just, just basically it, it, it's hoping something that's bigger than you. Right. Same thing. At the end of the day, gluten sensitivity, they say, is the most overhyped disease that's ever been there. And they say what this really is is more often than not, if you actually go and get checked out by a physician, the physician. Is going to tell you that what you have is IBS, you have irritable bowel syndrome. But they tested people who have claimed to have a gluten sensitivity, and you they had no different reaction while given gluten or like the placebo. No different reaction. Unless you have celiac
1: disease, there's no gluten intolerance, there's no gluten like issue or anything like that. I'll tell you the truth, dude, I'm not even 100% sure of what gluten is, but it sounds good, right? It sounds like something like, yeah, dude, I wish it had some gluten on it. Well,
0: here, here's what I know every restaurant that has been boldly talking about how they don't have gluten in it every time i eat there i go yeah well i must like gluten because honestly you don't have it and you don't have good food i, I think really what it boils down to
1: and i've seen it on like drinks and stuff before it's like gluten free well it's like well of course Sprite is gluten free. Like what? Are, what are we talking about? Welcome there? to the new fat-free. Right, right, I was gonna say it's just, that's the that's the new food label. It's easy enough to throw it on something, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh well, it must be, must be a little healthier. There's, you'll me.
0: always make money selling Americans' food by telling them not what's not in it versus what's in it. Like you, because that's what they don't want to do is tell you great that, that's what's not in it how about you tell me what is in it and we don't, we don't want to do that. Speaking of which they say here detoxing your body is not a real thing and those, those things that are being pushed onto you are oh, completely okay. and utterly useless.
1: I thought you were just saying like detoxing your body Periods not a thing. And like, they like, say this
0: okay. has nothing to do with, cl- with cleaning out your insides okay. when discussing detox diets or supplements the toxins to which people refer to are totally non-specific. They they say and don't even exist. The truth, they say, is that your body constantly will flush out anything poisonous out of you on its own. A good example, they say, is that when your body slowly works the alcohol out of your system by using your liver, that's how your body detoxes itself. Okay. There aren't going to be things that are going to like flush your systems and like these kinds of things, they say. So I, which again, I don't know if I buy, you know what I mean? I've never thought I bought into the, the, the detox. The only thing I'll I'll say that
1: I'll disagree with that on is that I have used like detox products to pass drug tests before. And that's worked for me.
0: Yeah, you could probably, yeah, because, you know, B12 vitamin and that kind of stuff, they say will flush out THC out of that. And, like, those, you know, I, I know, those, the, you know some of those companies will flush everything, but that's detoxing marijuana out of you. Like, I'm not sure if there's an overall, and again, that's probably what their problem with this is, is that it's a broad. Detox yeah. your yeah. system. And, like, you know, it's completely BS. Another thing here that they say has been completely made up and is not real is halitosis which is like the, like the made-up word they say for bad breath. And they say Listerine actually created that. Bad breath's a real thing, right? Well, bad breath is a real thing, but the condition known as halitosis is not. So what's I guess what's causing it then, just not brushing your teeth? That's what they're saying. Okay. They're saying that, honestly, this was completely made up by Listerine, who was not selling enough products and wanted a bigger market share, so they started talking about halitosis, and then guess what? Listerine sales went through the roof. Okay, The number one thing, That has been sold to us that is untrue about our bodies and health disorders and the like to sell more product is showering on a daily on a daily basis. Okay. They say here that in most people's eyes there was never any real need to shower so often until clever marketers convinced people that their natural odor was just, was, you know, socially unacceptable. Like, dude, look, the people in the elevator are going to think you stink if you shower if you don't shower every day, and this is how soap and shampoo companies got the, you know, together and were like, you know what we'll do? We'll we'll shame them into the shower. I'm kind of glad they did,
1: right? I mean, I don't hate it. I, I know that, you know, people have said, well, it'll break down like your natural, your skin's natural barrier and like make you, you know, it, your hair can, you know, be duller because you wash it too often or things like that. But if, if the consequence of that is is that we smell better, I don't know. I feel like that's worth it. That right?
0: might have been a benefit. Yeah, I think it's a benefit. Fine. You know what? Uh, to take my money, you know, coast and like zest, take my money. I, I want to smell. I don't know. The natural smell of a human doesn't really
1: do it for me. I, um, I mean, you know, it's not like we have like strenuous jobs where we're sweating or anything where you'd really need like, yo, I have to go shower after this job. Um, but there is like just a level of that's like. A part of the daily routine where, like, my body presses reset, and all of a sudden I'm clean, and like, I I don't know if it's necessarily
0: necessary, but at the same time, it just feels like I n- I don't always shower. In the morning before I come to work, sometimes I wake up too late to do that. Now this morning I got I went to bed really early last night. I got up and I showered before I coming into work this morning. I will say that I always feel better yeah, and I always feel a little yeah. bit more confident and like I can I can put my best foot forward having yeah having like ripped the dirt off me.
1: like well like you prepared for your day. I don't know if it's so much that I'm not dirty. it's just so it's just that like it's a kickstart right. I'm prepared. I've done this. Now I'm ready to go face my day. It's yeah. a
0: kickstart for the day. Now I once upon a time had a buddy who said that one of his favorite parts about living in Ohio was is that when you get to the winter because you're not sweating and that kind of thing and he's like that your body needs less showers and he his system is he would go 3 days Ugh. in the winter without a shower
1: I mean but it's not like it's not like it's not like you're standing outside all day. I mean, you're in your car, that's warm. You're in your office, that's warm. You're in your house, that's warm. I mean, like I mean, I'm in a jet. If I
0: if I'm in a right. parka, I'm probably sweating more. <laughs>
1: like there's going to there's your body's still going to sweat. Like that's
0: one of those things like I you know when I play golf, like if, when I get home from doing that, no matter how tired I am, yeah, I have course. to get in the shower. Otherwise, dude, just laying in the bed and just feeling like greasy and dirty and like uh, like I, that's the last thing I want my sheets to be. Is like I, that's why I honestly with again with what time we wake up, I like showering before I go to bed at night. It's awesome because then I feel like my bed stays cleaner. I don't know if there's any truth in that, but it helps me feel like it is, and that I kind of like. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. You hang on.
3: Please relax. This will be
2: painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
0: Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. Wasn't that long ago, I was driving to work every morning in a car. I was not sure I was going to make it the whole way. That is one of the worst feelings there is. If you're in that right now, let's get you out of it. My friends over at the Wacom Auto Family are Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer no matter what you're looking for. Make model year. Wakeham will have it. You can start on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Massillon or at their phenomenal website, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Another opportunity for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Head your way at 9 o'clock. That's when you get your second keyword of the day. It's a trip for two to Las Vegas. Check out Coldplay, Noah Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, Thomas Rhett Kesha, Big Sean, Lord Bunch of others That'll be a good time We'll send you Nine o'clock it's coming up soon too You won't even have to wait very long Nah, no, it's the end of the month Yeah 22nd, 23rd of this month T-Mobile Arena Out there in Las Vegas We'll send you Trip for two there There's a couple of stories That are making their rounds Around the news That I'm a little annoyed by Alright And uh The first one Don't get me wrong This girl's heart's In the right place And I hate to be the one That's like Let me judge this Really nice thing This little girl's gonna do Right? Okay Okay, because I'm not judging the little girl. I'm judging the parents. All right. I bet you there's going to be some judgment on the little girl, but okay. No, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. no. no, well, I would hope not because her heart's in the right place and she's doing the right thing. Okay. And I think it's actually... It's actually a very cool examination because it flies into the face of what I think I have an issue with, actually. Let me tell you what's going on so I can clear up some of the confusion. So Hurricane Harvey is like a serious thing, right? All right. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And it's awful. And so now in the wake of that, what's happening is, is like, you're, you know, you're reading all these stories about people online who are trying to find out how they can help. And that's fantastic. And we should all do that.
1: Yes. I mean, there's definitely a, a need for that help. And, you know, any way that you can contribute to it, I mean, I don't think there's any, 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 wrong reason to do the right thing Then no
0: so there's a story and you know how people always complain the news is all negative where's my feel good for the day right and so the news has been like trying to find these
1: then as soon as the feel good story comes on oh my god i can't believe they're not covering this how are you
0: not talking about the hydrogen bomb right right exactly i mean that's what we do that's because we just want to bitch just complain right but I read this story yesterday, and I and you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to have to pull from memory because I don't have it right here in front of me. But apparently there's a 10-year-old girl, and I forget where she's from, that wants to help out Hurricane Harvey victims. And she's going to do it by donating 167 pairs of her own shoes. Jesus, how do you have 167 pairs of shoes?
3: Thank you, Thank you.
0: Thank you. So I was reading this story, all right, the other day on my phone over the weekend. 167 pairs of shoes? And I'm around, you know, six or seven people are all around, right? And, you know, everybody's having a conversation, whatever. I was kind of like, you know, quietly to myself reading this. And I was like, oh, God damn. And I start freaking out. And like, and they're like, "What's going on?" So I tell the story, and this girl's like, "Oh my god! Like, how rude are you, Stansberry? What do you want those Hurricane Harvey victims to not have shoes? Or are you so heartless you don't want them to have shoes?" And I said, "No, I'm trying to figure out how a ten-year-old has acquired 167 pairs of shoes." Now, see, this is why I think it's a way. Why I think it's a very you know interesting examination because the theory would normally be spoil a kid by giving them everything like that. And they become awful inside and don't want to help anybody. But this little girl's like, nah, man, I got all this stuff and I don't need it. Here you go.
1: So as a child, I mean, like you are constantly growing. I mean, it's not like if my girlfriend had 167 pairs of shoes, first of all, that'd be way too much. at At least I could say like, well, As an adult, you've been an adult for 10 plus years. You've had the same size of shoes, right?
0: If this is your thing, this is
1: your thing. Uh, But still, like as a kid, okay, so you're 10 and you're wearing a size eight. Well, next year you're going to be 11 and you're going to be wearing a size nine. Is your parents buying you 167 more
0: pairs of shoes? Now, uh, here's how this works. She says these people, Brianna, uh, yeah, Brianna Martinez, the 10 year old says that she's donating these 167 pairs of shoes because these people need them more than I do. And she's even giving them the pair she was baptized in, Fantone. Ten years worth of shoes.
1: Now, okay, okay, okay. So it's not like her parents bought her 160 pairs of shoes for school this year. These are all the shoes from her life. Okay, okay.
0: Well, that's even weird, too. Like, what ten-year-old? I mean, dude, we're saving every single pair of shoes you've ever had?
1: I, I, yes, that is bizarre, but at, le- but at least it's not, yo, I'm buying you 150 new pairs of shoes. Okay, okay.
0: let let's. so fine, this is great. It's ten years worth of shoes. Did your mom between the age of zero and 10 purchase you 167 pairs of shoes in 10 years? Dude, I have not acquired. Dude, I don't have that. Girls,
1: different. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you got to right. think that's 10 years. So dude, 16, tr- 16, tr- 16 pairs of shoes a year. I don't feel like that's like, oh my
0: wow. God. Wow. I mean, dude, we're trying to explain well, that away. I
1: mean, but you think about like, all right, so you're going to buy her summer shoes you know and, and okay. kids grow so fast too you're constantly buying them new stuff you're buying them summer shoes you're buying them dress shoes you're buying them boots you're buying them you know flip, slip, slip or flip-flops and slippers and all the different kinds of shoes there are i guess when it's 10 years it's a little bit i mean still 16 pairs of shoes a year is a lot but at least that's somewhat of a like okay, it's not buying, uh, you know, new every single year.
0: Yeah, no, if she if it was 167 pairs of shoes for her to be wearing like right now, but still like, I don't think, dude, in te- I know for sure in 10 years, my parents didn't buy me 167 no. pairs of shoes. No. And even if my mom would have had a daughter, which she wanted so badly her entire life, she would have never bought that daughter 167 pairs of shoes. I'm going to have to assume these people
1: are rich. I mean, if you're, if you're buying that much clothing for your kid as they're growing, I'm going to assume that they're rich. Not that that makes it better, but at least it's like well, dude, you know, you, you know, it, dude, there's those shoe of the month clubs that they have what? now where you just like, yeah, where it's like, I mean, it's like anything else where they'll send you a box of like, Hey, here's a pair of shoes. And like, you can either keep them or send them back. Yeah. I want
0: to join. There's, there's one of those for a golf company. It's called my golf locker. And it's just like, you pick like seven different companies you like, and they build you a box and they send it to you. So
1: that'd be 12. I mean, over the course of a year, that'd be 12 boxes of stuff. And if each one had a yeah, pair I'm of a shoes in it, paying for it, well, I mean, they're, she got rich parents, man. I'm not going to hate on them. I mean and if you got the ability to buy your kid a new pair of shoes every month, good
0: for you. I I don't know. I, it just like I said, it, I found it to be an interesting examination because normally kids who grow up with this many things and are given this much stuff become little bratty kids, and she's not. So therefore, you're right. Because honestly, I'm not going to knock a family for having money, especially if you're still teaching your daughter, raising your kid right. Because obviously, I do. I think they are raising this girl right.
1: I was going to say, and how much of this is hey, if we donate all these shoes, I bet you they'll talk about us on the radio, and I bet you they'll put us on the, on the news oh, and all that. So, like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily this 10-year-old's, like, the most virtuous person on the face of the planet, but nonetheless,
2: I mean, No, her a, mom decided.
1: No, 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 you know, wrong reason to do the right thing. I'm a little concerned with this, you know, everyone's Hurricane Harvey and, oh, my gosh, Houston, Houston, Houston. Dude, this thing that's going on in the Atlantic Ocean right now, this Hurricane Irma, it's yeah. a Category 5, like, 170-mile-per-hour winds, and I'm worried it's going to hit Florida. It's going to hit the... the islands And stuff, and we're all going to be so hurricaned out, and we already donated our 10 bucks last week. What
0: I'm not going to do it again. I, uh, yeah, that is going to be a problem. I, you know, dude, I said to somebody the other day, and I don't, it, dude, don't take me so seriously right now, but I said to somebody the other day, dude, if I'm wrong, and if a lot of us are wrong, and the Bible's real, and Trump's the Antichrist. Like, this is, dude, like, what if, man? Right? Because it's like doomsday scenario type stuff. Wars, which we're totally, I mean, dude, we're facing down with North Korea. You got the natural disaster thing covered with Houston and now this Irma thing. And now you got, like, I mean, dude, I'm just telling you, man. Just waiting for frogs to fall out of the sky, huh? I'm just, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I've always said, like, what, dude, if I'm wrong, that's the problem with people like me. And our position with with the Bible and all that is that, dude, you know, I mean, if we are wrong, it's going to be a bad Bad thing. Now, you know, I know I just probably lost the support of a lot of you.
3: He just said Trump was the
0: Antichrist. No, man, I'm just kind of like casually making a joke. Relax. Everything's fine. I'm not the ultimate Donald Trump hater there. But I uh, I did think that was interesting. And I don't know. I, dude, I, I'll be honest with you. Even if I had money, I'm not buying my daughter 167 pairs of shoes inside of 10 years. That's just not happening. That's Dude, as a guy who likes to buy things, that is a crazy amount of things. Um, I play too much golf. A lot of girls have told me that in my life. I've actually had it break up a couple of relationships, and I think I found the story, Fantone, that probably has me rethinking how much I play. We'll explain next on Rock 106. Spirits show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the stands Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is uh, New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Taylor Swift. Her new song is called Ready For It. And then we'll also have the new Chase Rice for you, Three Chords and the Truth. And then brand new Trivium, a band I've always really liked. Their, uh, their song is called The Heart From Your Hate. And then locally out of T County is a band called Three Thumb Jack, and their song is called United Politics.
1: I'm glad Trivium is really going outside of the uh, the rock realm. The heart of your hate. Oh, yeah. The hatred in my heart.
0: Oh, there'll be an altar. <laughs> and you'll have to, you know, scream about it. And Oh, yeah. Rethinking the wheel Trivium well, The altar of hatred <laughs> But they um Yeah absolutely It'll be about nobody understands them Stay away from me but secretly I kind of want you to come closer and Yeah that whole thing Trivium is good though They are very good I've always said about them in recent years That they're the Metallica you're still allowed to like Kind of talented like that Kind of has that you know a Similar ish type thing about them But they're still cool So I'm interested to hear that. Yeah. I have been accused in my life of being selfish in relationships. Like every girlfriend I've ever had said to me, "You know, you're nice and you're respectful and all that and you'll hold doors and you know, you'll open car doors and stand up when I go to, the, you know, the bathroom and this and that, but you're selfish." Like at the end of the day, you like your time to be about you and you're not a very you don't compromise well
1: that is going to be a problem in any relationship. I mean, you are sacrificing parts of yourself for the greater good of the, of the two of you there. And yeah, I'm not if you, good at it. And I mean, if that's not what you want in life, then that is going to be detrimental to any sort of romantic relationship you have. I mean, it's a partnership. It's, it's the two of you putting, putting aside
0: your, what's best interest of yourself
1: and working towards the best interest of each other.
0: It's just hard to do. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? And there are only, there's only going to be so many people that fit the bill of like, yeah, you're worth that. You know what I mean? And even when I want to do it, and even when I know like there's somebody here who's worth this, I, I find it hard to do. I do.
1: Especially, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's easy to do once or twice, but like when it becomes an all the time thing, when it becomes like the decision that you make every day, that does get tough, dude. I think that's, I think that's a big part of the reason why a lot of relationships fall apart is that, you know, There comes to be a point where it's like, well, yeah, in the beginning it's fine, but five years in, seven years in, ten years in, it's like, oh my God, I just want to establish myself as a human being again. And when you commit to somebody, you really are committing to
0: that to that partnership. Yeah. And so like one of the things that happened, I I remember my last relationship was, you know, she's like, you know, come Friday, you've had a week full of waking up at four o'clock in the morning, that Friday night you're so tired you don't want to do anything. She's like, you just want to go to bed. And she's like, and I get that. I totally understand that. She's like, but the problem is, is Saturday morning, before I even wake up for the day, you're already out of the house playing golf. And then you don't come home till three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And then guess what? You're tired again and you kind of want to go to bed, you know, early Saturday night. And she's like, and then sure enough, Sunday morning, what happens? I wake up, I kind of want to just lay around in bed with you, have you there. And where are you? You're at the golf course. She's like, you just are very, you are your good boyfriend outside of the fact that you just are like, look, I'm going to do what I want to do. And she's like, you do. You just do whatever the hell it is you want.
1: Now, luckily, <laughs> I mean, and I would say that, you know, if what the hell you want to do is go play golf, I think there's far bigger issues in the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think there's plenty of people out there like, well, yeah, I just do what I want to do. I go get drunk and I bang ors, And it's like, well, I see why that's a major problem for your wife. Um, but, you know, like I said, she's going to have to give a little, but at the same time, you've got to give a little too. Oh,
0: absolutely. And she was ultimately right about what she was saying is that, you know what, man, I'm just kind of doing whatever the hell I want. And I always say like, and I've been guilty of this, is guys will say to me, Oh, you know, we'll be like, come on, man, just play nine more holes. It'll be fine. No, dude, my wife's going to be so pissed. And I always end up saying the same thing. Why are you in trouble? Because she says you are? Like, I don't understand. Why does that make you in trouble? If you go home and don't act as if you're in trouble, then what really happens? She's not going to throw you out of the house. She's not. Right? I, Although eventually, I, I guess maybe she say. might. <laughs> I, guess, I guess maybe eventually she might. But, my, dude, I, I've always found that to be so funny when guys are like, oh, I don't know, man, she's going to be so mad. And it's like, dude, you're only in trouble because you're falling for it. But there's
1: plenty of dudes out there who had that mindset of like, well, yeah, dude, who cares? She can't, she not, you know, she, what, what, what consequences are there? They are now sleeping on a blow-up mattress in a one-bedroom apartment thinking to themselves like, well, I guess there was some sort of a consequence there.
0: Well, dude, that sucks to be you. Go buy a bed. I got a one-bedroom apartment and a bed. Let me tell you, it's not the worst. <laughs> right? And, you know, dude, pretty quiet. It's not the worst. So I've been a little selfish with my time. And I think I've read the story that has me maybe thinking, I need to watch how much golf I play. Now, I know I started this whole show out this morning bragging about how I got to play Brookside over the weekend, which, by the way, that country club, best course I've ever played. I was going to say, give
1: everyone a rundown again of like, I mean, like, so you got to play golf somewhere. Cool,
0: dude. Yeah, my buddy's dad. Howard Winger, is a member over at Brookside Country Club. Now, th- this gets confusing because there's Barberton Brookside, okay. which is a public, and then there's Brookside Country Club. Yeah, Just, I was going to say nothing in Barberton's FNC, like nothing. <laughs> So it's uh, it, And it was, like I said to you earlier this morning, I realized Friday afternoon playing golf there that there, oh my God, there's a difference. There are places you go play golf, and then there are golf courses. All right. That's a golf course. And it was, like, the best experience I've ever had. All right? All right? But... There's a guy overseas, South Korea, whose wife got tired of how much golf he had to play. And while he was sleeping, decided she had had enough. Again, he went out and played golf all day with his buddies, came home, passed out on the couch. And she had enough. So she went to the kitchen. She grabbed a knife. And she cut off his penis
1: Jeez. and flushed it down the toilet. Jeez. Well, I guess I don't care what you do with it afterwards. <laughs> it's like, what difference does that make? Flush it down a toilet, throw it in the trash. Who cares?
0: 50, uh, 54-year-old Miss Kim reportedly confessed to officers that her old man had ignored her for his golf obsession. And she said, you know what? He was a jerk, never gave me money to live on, and he spent so much time playing golf with his buddies that I had to cut his penis off and flush it down the toilet. That is terrible.
1: Yeah, that's awful. I mean, uh, yes, but it's choppy, got me no, chopping off of genitalia is terrible.
0: But it's got me thinking about it. I should probably watch how much of this I'm doing, right? Well... Or I, watch the kind of people I'm dating and married? I was going to
1: say is, I mean, like, I think the real problem here is on Miss Kim. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily... Like, don't get me wrong. I see why you're having that fight. You know, you come home and you, you've been golfing all day. And it's like, yo, I'm taking care of these kids. I'm taking care of the house. You're spending all your money out on the golf course. We can't even keep the lights on right now. But that doesn't excuse chopping off of genitalia. Yeah,
0: you, you got to you gotta stop just short of cutting my penis off. Yeah. You want to yell at me? You want to... Lo- Dude, Here's the thing, like I've, I've always said nobody can make a woman fa- uh, mad faster than I can. That's t- It's totally oh, true Mr.
1: Kim's pretty good at it.
0: I'm apparently. pretty good at it, right? So like if you light like clothes on fire or whatever, I still think, although you know what? Go to jail. No, yes. go okay? to jail. See, I got to be careful here. But it wasn't that long ago where I was sitting around listening to grown-ups, like my age, yeah. talk about the problems that in their relationships. And long story short, tires got flattened, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, that is the most 10th grade thing I've ever heard in my entire – like, I can't am- – nobody – like, I'm very guilty of you piss me off, I'm going to start yelling, right? Okay, you can yeah. bring me to the point to where I'll still yell, but nobody today could make me angry enough to take me back to immaturity levels of now I'm going to mess with your things –
1: I mean, now let's be real. You come out and there's four flat tires that f's your day up. So if that's your goal, is like yo, I just want to make them absolutely as miserable. Yeah, as but possible what does that today. do for me? Um, the the the. the the victory and making somebody else feel bad. What does screaming at somebody do for you? You know what I mean. Like that's it's just a different avenue. Well, at least
0: I'm arguing about what we're arguing about, and we can get to the, it's dude. You know, screaming is just a, it's just a loud conversation. We're still having the conversation.
1: Um, I I bet you people who have been in screaming matches with you probably would feel differently. They'd probably feel like you know we're getting off topic. We're letting our emotions get out of control, and we're letting you know. Oh no,
0: dude! I normally, dude. If you get me mad enough where I'm screaming, I'm staying on topic because I want to win.
1: Um, I just think there's, there's, you know, and it happens all the time. I mean, it's not like that's an, un, you know, an uncommon phenomena where people feel like, well, if I can't get revenge on you one way, then I'll get it the other. And I, um, I, I certainly agree with you that, like, I, how, how do people find this to be the one acceptable time that it's okay to do this? In no other situation would you be like, man, I really got into a fight with, you
0: for know, for some reason who you have sex with changes how you're allowed to fight, and you should still go to jail. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're, if if, if you're
1: if you're busting out windows or you're, you know, carry underwooding it, whatever that song was before, he oh che- yeah,
0: scratching up the car. I mean, that, dude, yeah.
1: go to jail. Like, I don't care what the, ca- the what the circumstances are. You can't just start taking the law into your own hands. And, and I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. And if you chop your husband's penis off, you should totally go to jail.
0: I was having drinks in a bar one night, and this guy was like telling this story about how he and his like girlfriend got into this like big, huge altercation, and he had like been bragging by the end of it about the fact that. The end of the story happens as he has her on the ground in the living room with scissors and cut her hair. Jesus, dude. He was like, dude, I grabbed her ponytail. She loved that long ponytail. She had had her hair forever. He's like, so, dude, he's like, I knew it pissed her off and I chopped her hair off. And he's like going around the bar, like telling this story as if it's something we should be like throwing, like throwing a party over. It's like. Dude, why would you be in
1: that relationship? That sounds like the worst thing in the world. If that's what you're like, yeah, got her. God, that sounds terrible.
0: Yeah, no, it just uh, like, dude, there's nobody worth that to me. Like you, you realize, man, you just get to a point in your life where you're like, you know what? It'd be nice to have somebody, but not this. Like if this is the way this has to be. And I, you know, I'll just tell any future woman I may think about dating. You know what? I am bad. I am selfish about my time. But I'm telling you, if you tell me that the system is either I cut your penis off or you stay home, I'm going to stay home that day.
1: I was going to say, if you tell me that, I'm going to say, see you. Like, what do you, why would you, no, 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 dude. If you want to go play golf, go play golf, dude. Just don't get your penis chopped off.
0: Man, I got to be honest with you. If you took my penis away from me, I'd have more time to play golf. That's the only thing I'm thinking about in that entire story. New Turd Tuesday and a trip out to Las Vegas both happen next on Rock 106. And we'll start this week's episode the same exact way we started last week's episode, and that's with new Taylor Swift. And she's doing this thing now that's been popular, which is like you just release a song a week. And this is in reaction to the digital world right like he it used to be like you only play the one record and then you don't let anybody hear anything else that'll make them buy the record well now everybody steals everything or like you know everybody you know pays 10 dollars a month and you just stream everything or whatever that the best thing you can do to get people talking about your album is probably release another track and so as an artist you're going to have to be faster than ever before
1: yeah i mean this is like um The thought of, well, we have a new season of something coming out. Should we just put it all 10 episodes out there at once? Or should we we make them wait, you know, week by week by week? And I think that there's some artists that if you tried to do this, it would fall flat on its face. But Taylor Swift, obviously in the upper echelon of a, you know, celebrity right now. And she has the star power to do something like this. So I
0: think it's a smart move for her. What she does is what the industry will do. You know what I mean? Like, because of her stardom and her power, I think whatever she chooses, it's like how, you know, porn chose VHS. And so VHS became the thing. I think what Taylor Swift is like the new porn. What she picks, that's the way the industry will go. She's got a new song. It's called Ready for It.
1: Already comparable to the last one. I mean, rap beat right out of the gate.
0: wow some- see she's being a little guilty of going after the hot style of the day now which that's normally not what she does she normally does her thing and then people come to her and this feels like she's trying to meet people in the middle and that's normally bad
4: but if he's a-
1: It's okay. I
0: don't hate you all of it, to be honest. With.
4: We do, mm. in the middle of the night, and my dreams. I know I'm going to be with you, so I take my time. Are you ready for it?
0: See, I kind of like that. That sounds all right.
4: I was a robber.
1: This part doesn't sound alright to me Like that part, the chorus, that sounded fine Like that sounded like where I would expect her to be But once this, you get into this verse This
0: is not her best style, I would agree with that
4: I was a robber First time that he saw me hearts and running and never saying sorry Like am a piece, then he can dream-
1: You should have got a
0: rapper. Yeah. Even I mean, a female rapper. Like, and do that. And then you sing the hook.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, when you get out of your comfort zone, like, that's usually, it's noticeable. Well, I mean, that's usually good for a song. Like, that's good for one thing. But then what she did last week and now what she's doing this, this doesn't make me like, oh, I bet you this new album's going to be
0: good. You, not like 1989. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I want to hear it. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. So I want to hear it. But yeah, it does not have you hype like 1989
4: did. Now, never be the same.
0: What's weird to me about it is that this sounds like the record you would have thought she would have put out first coming out of country. Like, look, I'm going to go the complete opposite way. I'm going to go pop. Right. and people Normally, an artist would make that mistake. She was smart and kept it more like middle of the road. And now she's starting to go out on the fringe.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, and you said that it, it kind of se- seemed like she was following the, the trends of others. This really does, to me, sound like a Katy Perry song. It out, does. Yeah. Outside of the chorus. So like, I, 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 Which, why are you doing that? Katy's right. had
0: nothing but stiffs lately.
1: Right. And, and why are you doing something? I would understand if it was like, yo, dude, everyone's doing these trap style songs and like, dude, you just have to go out there and do one. But this is the second one in a row. And it's so far out of her lane, so far out of her zone. There's nothing about it that's redeeming to me. In the sense of like, man, she can really rap. No, she can't. Like, no, she can't. There's nothing about it that's like, okay, I get it.
0: I mean, you're the homecoming queen, Taylor. That's who you are. That's what America has made you. And whether that's what you want to be or not, that's where, that's where most of people are going to enjoy your art. I, 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 see I don't hate it, though. So
1: Yeah, this chorus is fine. Like That's so much more who she is. Perfectly appropriate chorus. Night, and you're right. Why not have 2 chains come in next? Like, right. Why not?
0: Maybe there's going to be a 2 chains. Right there, yeah. Right. And there we go. Right, <laughs> and
1: there he is right here just like doing his thing.
0: Talking about salad dressing and whatever the hell else that guy raps about.
4: That's kinda cool. Yeah.
0: New Taylor Swift, ready for it. Well, there we go. That's the end of it. Oh no, apparently not. <laughs> It's new Taylor Swift, ready for it on New Tuesday, fans. So don't give me the vote. It's a turd.
1: Um, the chorus was the only thing that was kind of redeeming about that song, and that was a lot of crap to cut through to get to like it's a halfway decent chorus. Um, I understand that as you get older, you're going to want to push yourself as an artist. I mean, like if you're still writing "You Belong to Me" in 2017, you're going to be you're not irrelevant, gonna be, right? You're not going to be successful. So you take a swing, and I just feel like that was a swing and a
0: miss for. Her. Well, it was bound to happen, you know what I mean, uh, for Taylor Swift. It was. I mean, she hasn't had it stiff in you know, quite a while, so um, I disagree. I'm going to vote not a turd on new. Terry.
3: Not yeah. a turd! Yeah.
0: So far, I really liked look at what you made me do, though, too, and most people hated it. Um, and again, I think I like that song because everybody told me I was going to hate it, and then I heard it, I was like, ah, it's not that bad. But this one, yeah, I mean, it, it, not my favorite Taylor Swift song, but it's Taylor Swift, and I think she has the ability to push a song uphill and turn it into something that, you know, a, a lesser artist would not, so I'll vote not a turd on that. We have new Chase Rice for you, Three Chords and the Truth. That's next on Rock 106. First in country music, tip: <laughs> he, uh, he used to live with the two dudes from Florida Georgia Line where they were all trying to make it. Oh, okay. And he actually wrote a lot of that first Florida Georgia Line record. Like he, They, they all wrote that together while living in the house. And like he's like one of those guys. Now he's starting to come out on his own here. And he's got a song here called Three Chords and the Truth. <laughs>
3: That sounded weird. Yeah. There's a Tennessee two-lane sky. Oh,
1: oh, a Tennessee two-lane sky. You're gonna have to fill me in with that one. I don't know what that is.
0: I believe he's just talking about being able to see the sun, the, the, the sunset while driving down the two-lane road. Okay. So
1: it it would be it would be the it would be everybody's sky. I was gonna say so. Just like normal driving is that you can see the sky in front of you. Okay. I believe
0: the four-lane highway would still have the sky vis- visually. Yeah, right. I believe. That.
3: Okay, all right. <laughs> Tennessee see-2lane sky shakes the Broadway bars at night makes you want to get a little too close to a cali girl watching windshield satellites it's a soundtrack to our lives it's the only reason why the only one a kid from Carolina would drive to Nashville to chase a dream without a dime it's why we drink too much on Friday night oh, a there. I can wear bulletproof. No you're not. Get lost in a song or two.
0: Bullets will so hurt. The
3: world don't move and all it needs you. Three chords and the truth. See? Those good old songs
0: there's just truth coming out of the spirit.
1: I was going to say, I mean, I listen, I, I know that a vast majority of songs are all composed the same and written the same and kind of all put together there, but like, I don't know if you want to rub it in the face of like, yeah, we just play three chords up here and keep recycling the same crap over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought that was weird, too. <laughs> I did, you know, and then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, that is most music, though. It's not just country music. Most no. stuff is just three chords.
1: Yes, 100%. And, dude, I mean, to the untrained ear, nobody ever picks up on that, though, unless you know that. It's just like, yeah, dude, it's music I like I feel like once you're like hey by the way these songs they' all the exact same I don't know well
0: not only that but it, it felt like a very insider thing
1: and I guess there's a lot of people though that are like well I do want songs to sound the way that they used to you know what I mean like so yeah there probably it is, that. is the,
0: it is the you know. and the, there's something about a song that you've loved for 20 years that you just like more than something that came out yesterday so of you know pulling on that nostalgia thing it, you know is not new all I
3: need is you, three chords the New Chase Rice.
1: I think I saw him at the Star County Fair this weekend.
3: Your blue eyes, how a song can turn back time. You can almost feel the sand on your feet from the passenger seat. singing anything but my and don't you know
1: Damn, country people love the beach, dude Just love the beach Always talking the about beach?
3: the sand on the shoes
1: And the sand and the toes and Who the sand. love the beach? I mean, I'm just saying it just. No, I, they do I mean, I dude, I love the beach But I'm not I, I, I don't go often Because I'm poor <laughs> Right So, like, where are these country music singers Getting all this beach money from? I guess country music
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the spins Bobby Bones probably paying them
3: Back You can almost feel The sand on your feet From the passenger seat Singing anything but my And don't you know we were raised on the radio? It's why
1: we. And if you want raised on the radio, you can go to (laughs) IRMedia.com by advertising. Ninety three percent of Americans reaches everyone. Well,
0: we did dethrone TV.
1: All right, well there you go, dude. Look at Google. We beat you. We did do that. (laughs) We were raised
3: on the radio. It's why. not
0: going to blow you away with the singing capability.
3: No. You know, he's you not bad,
0: but he's not like a great singer.
1: No, and I mean, it's it's country music. Like what do you have to be a great singer for? Right. Like how many how many true to the heart great singers are there in country music right now? Not many, right?
0: I'll take the under on 15.
1: Right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll, well I'll,
0: under. I'll take the under on 15.
3: Stop when we hear that one you whispers turn it up. And for a second we're bulletproof no you're
0: not
1: we, we get get lost in a yeah, I was gonna say is no, not that the whole point of the second Amendment? is that like no you're not you're not bulletproof he's not bulletproof <laughs> like, nobody's bulletproof only good guy or only only a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun yeah. I hope he's not bulletproof no
0: no 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 you are not and
3: for a second we're bulletproof we get lost in a song or two you
0: with three and but country music's great at that, man. Like, they're great at selling you the night you want. They're great at selling you, like, the relaxation that you wish you were having, which is the person you love, great song on the radio, thinking about seventh grade, that whole thing. Like, they're just great at that. And sure enough, like I said over the weekend, there I was. Right? Out in Grafton, west of Cleveland, in a field in my buddy's field behind his house, bonfire 15 feet high, trucks in a circle, people sitting in the bed of them, domestic beer cans. I was like, oh my God, dude, I am living in a 99.7 song. Like, this, do people actually do this?
3: It's muscle shows to rock and roll, it's steel guitar that steals your soul. It's a country song that takes you home again It's why we drank too much on Friday nights Raise our hand in church pure wives Amazing grace, sweet by and by I can sing along till the day I die Why we break up, fall back in love Why we roll around in the bed of a truck Why we all stop when we hear that one And she whispers, turn it up second we're bulletproof We get lost in a song or two The world don't move And all I need is you And three chords and the truth
0: Come on, Chase. Any minute now, buddy. Better hurry up. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I kind of get the feeling it's like... Yeah, dude, there we go. Get the editor in there, man. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. There's new Chase Rice. Song's called Three Chords and the Truth. I mean, it's still going on. Just so you know, that
1: song has not ended yet. And I'm going to go with
3: It's a a Turd.
1: Um, not that I'm in particularly a big fan of bro country songs, but man, that one in particular, like there just really wasn't a lot of substance to it. Um, Nothing, you know, stood out about that song to me. And really, I thought after spending the weekend at the uh, Stark County Fair, I was like, well, dude, I'm probably ready to kick the dust up. You know, I I learned a lot of the terminologies. I put a dipper
0: in. I did all those things. And still, dude, not a very good song. Uh, I'm going to completely disagree with you. That song is not now. Look, it's not a number one hit single. But if you don't think that song will crack the top 10 of country radio next week, and when we'll, we we'll, we'll do the country music rewind with Lon Helton, or whoever the hell it is that hosts those Sunday shows with that guy, I'm telling you, dude, that song will be a top 10 country song. That's new uh, Chase Rice, Three Chords and the Truth. I vote not a turd on that. Not a turd! Yay. And we have brand new Trivium, The Heart from Your Hate. That's next on Rock 106. But I've always liked this band. They're really good live, too.
1: You brought up the comparison to Metallica earlier. Yeah, their earlier stuff was a little bit more like that. Well, you can listen to this band and figure out how old they are. And by that, I mean probably like 25, 26, because you can just like see their dad's Metallica shirt on them. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can just see these kids like going through their dad's record collection and being like, oh, my God, kill them all. It was the best. Right. Right.
0: definitely a musician's band um, yeah they're just so technically good yeah there's a little bit of what people really like about events sevenfold in them too there's a little bit of that in there but they are very they are very good players of their it's instruments it's right
3: when everything repeats it's easier to cut us down and point our defeat it's easy to be right when everything repeats dig below the surface find your security Maybe you were right.
0: Maybe I was wrong. The build up sounds good. But I've been
3: silent for far too long. Maybe you were right. Maybe I should go. But I've been silent for far too long. What will it take to rip the heart from your head? Oh my god. Damn,
1: yeah, it's terrible. <laughs>
0: is this another singer from like their original lineup i don't know that i don't know if they've had um if they it it doesn't necessarily sound exactly the same but maybe it's just effects Uh, that's what i was gonna say is it sounds different from the
1: trivium that i knew but like I think it was like 10 years ago when I first was like, okay, well, this band's
0: kind of cool. Well, I think part of what happens there is is that, what do we always say? The, the band starts out great. Yeah. And then what happens is the record label puts millions of dollars into you. And sooner or later, the record label was like, yeah, man, that's great. We want to be paid back, though. We, we bought you mansions. We bought you cars. We financed the videos. We put you on tour. And do now we got to get ours. So get your ass in there, sell the hell out, and give us the record that makes a bunch of money. And it kind of sounds like that's what's happening right now.
3: face it. Your distance from reality won't bury or erase it. I tried to do the same. Living so complacent but oh, my problems wouldn't go away. So I turned around to face them. Tell me
0: No, the band formed in 1999 at Lake Brantley High School talent show when Matt Heffy performed a cover version of No Leaf Clover by Matt.
1: I was going to say, I knew that these dudes, they formed in high school. I, I remember that first album and that was like a huge deal was that like they were so good playing out of high school Um, and he, he, the band has changed up, but, Quite Matt, a bit. but Matt the singer, I guess, has been the, you the, know, the, has been the guy through it. So. Okay,
0: well, there he is. You know, Doug tweets and he says, hey man, is this trivium or breaking Benjamin? He's a little right. It does have a little breaking ben sound there. Not the worst though. I like Breaking Ben. I'll take that.
3: To rip the heart from your hate. What will it take? What will it take To rip the heart from your hate?
1: Sounds like somebody told them, yeah, we get it, you guys like Metallica, but so does Volbeat. So try to sound a little bit yeah, more like
0: that. Absolutely. Which I don't know why Volbeat softened their sound too, and it didn't really it didn't really help them all that much. I don't think. I don't think this will either. Yeah, he's been he's been a little silent. That guy has. Yeah, that's the problem. It's just been silent. The album that they, I mean, it was like I think it was their third album, The Crusade. That's the album I really liked a lot. I thought that album was really good. I still don't hate this, and I understand what they're doing. There's new Trivium, "The Heart from Your Hate" on New Tur Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino There, Fanto, give me your vote, there, buddy. It's a, a turd. Wow, um, dude, you're in a bad
1: mood today. I, I dude, a little surly with the uh, New Tur Tuesday picks here, but like, it- there wasn't much to that song that I thought was good. Like, I mean, yeah, the guitars were all right, and it sounded like it was you know your average rock song. But dude, I had pretty high hopes on Trivium. I can't remember uh, whichever album had uh, it was called like "Pulling Harder on the Strings of Your Martyr" or "The Heart of Your Martyr" or something like that. That's what I was expecting, that like double bass hitting and yeah. that like, punch you in the mouth like aggressiveness. That just sounded kind of like a generic Metallica ripoff to me.
0: To, yeah, to me, it sounded very much like like people had said, very Breaking Benjamin there, little Avenged Sevenfold, a yeah. little, Vol- little Volby. Yep. Like, let, let's try to find this. Let's try to find the money here. But for the stuff that comes out today in this format, in the rock format, yeah. I didn't think it was bad, and honestly, I think it's probably good enough to put on the radio. I'm going to vote half a turn on Trivium. Voting half a turn. Yeah, <laughs> half a turn. Now out of T County.
1: Yeah, dude. Now here we go. Something to get
0: me out of. The I, I have I have this band, and they're called Three Thumb Jack, I believe. Three Thumb Jack, T County. One time
1: now. Come on, <laughs> Sandberg, get different.
0: Uh, and he says here, "Hey fellas, my name is Johnny Strong here, and I'm here <laughs> to show you what metal is all about." Okay. Cheer. Yeah which is C-H-Y-E-A. Yeah. I'm assuming that Chia. that's right. Chia,
1: I have a submission.
0: He says, yeah, <laughs> He says, I have, I have a submission straight from T-County. He's like, so you can put your dippers in. Come
1: on. Dippers in one time now, Sandsbury.
0: Because he says, it's about to get loud one time. Come on. He says, the band's called Three Thumb Jack. And if people want to hear us well he says we're probably gonna open up for mushroom med a couple of times in the next year or something <laughs> I think that's him being I think that's him joking around that is that's funny that's a very funny joke yeah I'm probably because that's how every him. band in the area gets like their first taste of the stage is by yeah mushroom med's playing 300 times this year get on up there he says I would be the happiest dong on the planet if you could. <laughs> this guy listens to the show a lot he does he's like if you could if you could turn the 20 million onto some three thumb jack and the song is called United pop Politics, let's take a listen. Hey, I'm your only true friend now. <laughs> It sounds to me like this is like the song they play where nobody understands me during like Wayne's World. Like they're (laughs) like jumping in the car, like nobody gets it. Dude, they like the jocks were mean to us, man. And now like the greasers are going to get in the car and roll down the street. That's the way it sounds. The world's not real! No,
1: it's not real. The world, all that stuff. Whoa! Your bills, all that that's not real, don't worry.
0: Mine equals blown. Take away your amplifier? Sure. Yeah, I'll get right on it. (laughs) Take this band away. Three thumb jack now. Um, I think this band would do great
1: with a producer. At least not great. Sound a lot better with a producer. It just kind of sounds like they just press, like, record. All right, play the song live, guys.
0: (laughs) And we always say, and it's fair to say it, that, you know, you got to grade on a curve when you're talking local music. Because, again, dude, the most expensive part of the recording process is paying a top-notch producer to make you sound like you're a decent band.
1: unconscious
0: consciousness. I like it. Larry tweeting in says, dude, this sounds like bad 80s hair metal. And (laughs) it does. Yeah. (laughs) It does sound like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like 80s hair metal. Garage band metal. (laughs) The immortal charade is happening.
3: I like it.
1: Get, a, get away, stay away, keep away, Just take it away.
0: Take it away. Oh, yeah. Dude, put a virgin on the <laughs> altar. You know what I mean? Pull somebody's heart out. Have it still beating on the ground.
1: Oh, yeah, the music video to this, they're all, they're all wearing black cloaks, standing in a semicircle for jerks. There's a pentagram. You know we're badass. There's a pentagram.
0: Headbangers Ball's about to start, man. Dude, listen to him shred. Nice. I like it. taking this radio show away from us next dude god we keep playing stuff like this i'll tell you what should be taken away your guys' practice spot (laughs) this one should be taken away it's honestly it sounds like a rejected song from the airhead soundtrack is what it it sounds like to me There it is. Three Thumb Jack is the name of the band. They're out of T County. The song's called United Politics. Fanto, give me the vote there. It's <laughs> half a Oh um, my I, god! Well,
1: what I'm going to say about that is honestly, I felt like it was kind of on par with that Trivium record. Now understand that there's a difference in production value
0: of what you expect from Trivium
1: and Three Thumb Jack. Uh, right, right. So I feel like at this point, if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna uh, be honest, I felt like that's like, well, there was parts of the song that were redeemable. You're right. That guitar player could play, but at the same time, I mean. I think it just sounded like they pressed record, and we're like, "All right, well, just however
0: it sounds, it sounds, dude. Get it, get a producer, guys." Happiness is set by your expectations. Right? If your expectations are in line, you'll probably end up being a happy person. So, yes, expecting it to be awful and expecting it not to be as good as Trivium, and I feel like, well, it's closer to <laughs> Trivium than it should be. I got to vote half a turn on that one. <laughs> it's half a turn. I got to vote half a turn on that one. Can't go full blown, not a turn. But I will tell you, after listening to that, yeah, what we should do is we should put a bounty up for submissions for New Tour Tuesday. okay, And what it is, is what, and I'll have to talk to management about this. I'll have to talk to sales about it, and we'll have to, like, get, shoot the
1: ideas down before you even get them out of your mouth. Think it's very- yeah, so it'll
0: probably never happen. <laughs> but what should happen is is what we'll do is we'll play everybody all year. We'll pick the best artists of the year, best local artists of the year, and then they then write and produce the New Tour Tuesday Open ah. for the program. Not a bad idea. It wouldn't be, the, wouldn't be the worst idea in the world there. So I'll talk to some people and then be laughed out of the room <laughs> and be told nobody cares about the show enough My to do it. About that <laughs> and then we'll end up doing something completely different for that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. You can podcast the show shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. Stick around. Check out uh, Teresa at 11 o'clock as she's going to get you hooked up with another trip out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You guys have a great day. See you.